Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling What Happened When listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a brand new edition of Insiders, Gary Juster sits down with Conrad to discuss his decades spent behind the scenes in AWA, NWA, WCW, and ROH. I don't think it was a battle with Eric so much on uh, TV versus house shows. It was a matter of if they're not making money, we got to figure out, you know, something else. You know, we just can't let it bleed like that. We go one-on-one with WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long as he joins Mike Chioda for a special edition of Monday Mailbag. And so I'm tired, man. I'm really tired, but I don't want to let Mike drive because I already know, you know, I, I already know how he drives. So anyway, I just couldn't take it no further. So I said, Mike, you know, go ahead and, you know, you know take us in. So I got in, let Mike start driving. I guess, man, I went right to sleep about tired. So I guess maybe 10 minutes into that ride, all of a sudden I wake up, we're like in a tailspin. Royal Rumble season is here, and we watch back the most memorable rumble of all time, featuring the most iconic robe of all time, alongside the nature boy himself. Um, I mean, there was only one Olivia Walker. She was classic. And um, But I, I just, out of nowhere, I just decided to... Um, to pick that color in black, you know, here's the deal. I, I, I've never had a great physique, and you know that black makes you look leaner. So black on black, black boots. So <laughs> I went to, I went to black a lot after about 40, age of 41. <laughs> Very simple, honest answer. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Cassio, and you're listening to... Oh, you didn't know? Cassio, what what's going up, on? dog? Man, I'm excited. I don't know why or what's gotten into me. Um, but? I, know, I actually know what's gotten into me. What and is it? he was cute. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's all the new goats you got. <laughs> it is. I do have a lot of new baby goats. But, hey, I also wanted to try something, and I just thought, why not just talk about it on okay. the podcast with you? If we tried something that I want to do and I've never I didn't I just thought about this idea the concept of doing a the thankful minute to where we just for 60 seconds and I don't know maybe we do this later in the show so Dom can uh, I mean so uh, Marcus can figure or maybe Dom can tell Marcus how to put up a clock to 60 <laughs> seconds <laughs> <laughs> the countdown where we just say things we're thankful for for a minute and it's it just is the, the message is take a minute and, and be thankful because uh, in recovery, like uh, we always say, a thankful addict won't pick up, a thankful drunk won't drink. Like if you have an attitude of gratitude and you're like living and you're happy about things and everything's posititive, I don't know, man. Take a minute, the thankful minute. Think about it, guys. And before we get off the air, we'll try to count down, get a 60-second countdown up on the screen, and you and I will say things we have been thankful for just throughout this new year. 
Are we? Uh, do we get our own minute, or are we splitting it? No, we're splitting a minute. But okay. but uh, but You're the viewers the heavy and lifting. viewers. Okay. <laughs> I got like fifteen seconds in. There. I got nothing, bro. <laughs> God. Nobody complimented me. First, no, nobody just... complimented me on my beard. I mean, I got you nothing. St- you stretch to the end. I'm gonna do the first fifteen. And <laughs> you just feel. That's, you're good oh, on the mic. It. You're good on the mic. I love it. We'll see what happens. All right, uh, let's get into this. Uh, yeah. Royal what, what? Rumble 2018. Ooh. Very time, time, uh, very, I don't know. Anyway. Dog, let's look you had back. Me at Rumble. Let's look back at five years ago. Uh, and this week, as we go into Royal Rumble 2018, of course, as we record this, Royal Rumble on the horizon mm. again. Uh, we've covered and touched on some of this when we talked about Raw 25, but we're going to get to the rest of the story. First of all, let's set it up. Uh, think back to this time in 2018. You were with the company. What yes. was going on with your position in the company? So I <clears throat> I think I was not on my way out yet, but thinking about it. And so, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so and, and look, and it wasn't, it wasn't like... Uh, run for the hills it was just you get burnt out um doing that job and doing that job night in and night out you know because you don't just go on friday nights and produce the show and go back home um it's more to it than that if you're the lead writer of a, of a show so it's it was it was like i burn out like i needed uh, the old man tapped me out i needed a break and so so it was it was boiling up at this point uh in 2018 all right, well, let's get to the Rumble itself and what led up to it. The WWE officially announced that its first ever women's Royal Rumble match will take yep. place in 2018 with Stephanie making the announcement to end Raw in late December. Dog, what did you think of putting together another Rumble on top of the men's? Well, look, that that's a, that's a whole podcast within itself <laughs> is just talking about putting the Rumble together um, because you got... 30 athletes and uh and i say that funny athletes probably um but it sounded funny when i said it anyway um and so you have 29 egos because one guy will just do whatever like ron killings which by the way was his birthday and we didn't say anything oh, way to go no. <laughs> he missed his birthday he missed ron's birthday it was his birthday a couple weeks back and we forgot it um we were gonna send him a cake the suntan superman happy birthday and we forgot it um we were talking about the women's rumble and putting the rumble together so to me the the putting the rumble together was really fun um but 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 difficult because you gotta you know you put it together with about three other people and and you got some outsiders that'll come in and go like oh what do you got so far and you go we got this 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 okay that's awesome but what if what have you thought done with so and so and you go like oh crap we got to think about that now you know what i mean so you you're kind of getting helped and 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 nudged along the way as to how to to uh, structure it but for me it was all about you know you know when you're going to get your big pops when three two one and Seth Rollins music hits, you know what I mean? Or whoever you're, you're going to, you know, when you're going to get the right reactions. Um, to me, it's important to throw the entertainment in there, of course, um, which was always like, I always loved doing like the Socko and, uh, and I don't know what year this was, <laughs> might've been 2017, uh, Socko and, and, uh, 
the Cobra. The Cobra. I couldn't think of, oh, yeah. couldn't think of Milan Miracle's uh, gimmick name. Um, but yeah, so, so to me, sliding the entertainment in there is awesome. And then, because really you get down to brass track, uh, brass tack, excuse me, when it, when it gets down to the last four, the last six, something like that, where you're going to, now you're really going to start building to some drama. And so it, a lot, my, I said all that to say this, a lot goes into writing that rumble. To, to now, a, I'm sorry, uh, to now have to do it, like you asked the again. original question was, yeah. <laughs> do it on top of that. Yeah, to now have to do it again. Yeah. And it's it, the same, you know, not the same people. Some different producers will go over and put it together. But again, you, you know, you're going to get people coming in and suggesting and you go, man, that was a good suggestion. We should do that. And so it's it takes a long time and it's really fun. Um, and it's, especially when you can see it come to fruition and like, it's a success, you know what I mean? When it comes out good and you go like, dang, that was cool. We did that. Um, they gotta, they gotta, this year's going to be big, man. This year's going to be big and I'm excited about it. And I haven't, I'm not in on any of the creative circles. Uh, and I like it that way because I get to watch like a fan, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, it's fun again, man. I hadn't, I hadn't had a fun time watching wrestling like I'm having right now in a long time. That's a good spot to be in, brother. Yeah. yeah um, let's let's ask this. Uh, it's it's it was clearly 2018. Clearly, time uh, for the women to have their own moment. I'm sure some people at some point in the time had pitched a woman's royal women's royal rumble. Easy for me to say. <laughs> well, if you want them to do the royal rumble, you a could come across. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Bobble Walters. <laughs> this man, I lost it there. Uh, I think I smelled sulfur. Am I all right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my deep. God, I love it. Um, yeah, is it was there time. anybody you remember that was really pitching this and really said, "Hey guys, is there is there one person to give credit to, or is this a yeah?" I, I don't. I don't think so. The ball? Yeah, I don't think it was one person. I thought it was a, con- a collaborative uh, decision, and and I really don't know who the first person to ever think of it was. You know what I mean? That's you'd have to go back pretty far, but but. It was time, and everybody knew it. And it was like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to, and this way you can explain the next question. You're going to do twenty. You're going to do thirty. Uh, you're going to do thirty women. And it's the the immediate reaction to everybody is, well, you're only going to do twenty women. You do thirty men. You know what I mean? That was that was it. And it's like, no, that's you're missing the point. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the point is equality. Right. And every way. You know what I mean? And that's and that's. I had a little brother. And he was perfect in every way. Um, but you know what I mean? So it's like, no, that's, oh, well, how many do they have? Well, they have 30. That's how, well, how, we don't have 30. Well, we'll get 30. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll call in some favors. Do you think with or without the signing of Ronda Rousey, this is going to happen either way? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, look, that was, to me, that was the icing on the cake of holy mackerel. We just look at, and, and you can think what you want to think, but it feels good to be an employee there and, and do something like this and feel good about, you know, like, wow, we just had the first ever women's rumble. Like, is it too late? Heck yes. It should have been happening years ago, but, but it it wasn't, it is now. And so this is cool. You know what I mean? Let's move forward for that to feel like, whoo, we did that. And then Ronda Rousey come out at the end and you go, holy mackerel, this mania is going to be awesome. You know, by the way, Ronda Rousey for whatever anybody wants to think of her now, we're talking about five years ago. Look, my wife never watched wrestling, even though she knew I was completely in, uh, you know, uh, over my head in wrestling. Yeah. But when Ronda Rousey was even talking about coming, she's all in. 
Uh, yeah. And and that's exactly why you bring in a Ronda Rousey. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crossover. You got uh, fans. Let's get more fans. Yeah. How do you Let's how do you them. open up those channels to bring in the maybe the lapsed fan that hasn't watched in a while, or maybe the fan that hasn't ever watched, but her popularity brings their eyeballs over to our product. And so, yeah, look, bringing Rondas on on board is smart business. And I don't care what anybody thinks about that. <laughs> this is this is a random question, but you brought it up, and it made me think about a uh, an episode I did with Eric Bischoff, and uh, he was talking about the um, the crossover between UFC fans or MMA in general, but UFC yeah. at this particular conversation and wrestling fans, and he said he didn't think there was that much crossover. He he didn't say necessarily you're a, you're a wrestling fan. That means you're going to be an MMA fan because yeah. at the time we were talking about when he was with TNA and they started doing a little crossover promotion and stuff like that. And he yeah. was one of the people that said he didn't think it was necessarily a home run. Uh, but what's your it, thoughts? You look, know, but, but if it's from a business standpoint, if it's a double, ain't that good? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, and I don't disagree with, with him, but I do. Th- I think it was, well, I, obviously I do. I think it was a home run to get her. Um, and I think she actually. Yeah, yeah. I want to t- make it clear. He wasn't talking about her, but yes. Yeah, yeah, general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and look, to his point, I don't know that there's that much crossover in our fan base either. And I'll tell you why. A lot of the, well, I, there's some. Of course yeah. there's some. Uh, just because of the combat uh, sports nature of it. But, but I think people in combat sports and maybe some of their fans think less of pro wrestling because it's not legit. You know what I mean? It's not a shoot fight. And so I, I can see them thinking like, yeah, I don't watch that as fake. You know what I mean? I watch real fighting. Oh, okay. So yeah. Calm down. Calm down and buy your kid <laughs> buy your kid a John Cena action figure. <clears throat> uh, more look, now you've got uh, your job's getting super complicated. Um, instead of maybe yeah. three more matches, now you have two one hour match segments dedicated <laughs> to rumbles and here we go dipping right into the observer rousey's name has come up regarding the rumble her rumors and talent has talked about it but nothing is official past she has been training regularly at the performance center the rumble is a place to debut her if she's ready but everything is a risk before a live crowd it's philadelphia which is also unpredictable if the decision is made to debut her there she should win on paper because nothing will get the women's rumble over as a major annual event more to the mainstream than the stories of Rousey debuting and winning, leading to a championship match against Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, or someone else. A Rumble match is also a good spot to debut because you can be protected in spots better because there would be a lot going on, a lot of people in the ring who can carry the action. So with that said, was there any hesitation to having Ronda debut in Philly, knowing the fans can be so harsh and reject the company plans? Most notably, Roman Reigns being booed after winning the Rumble, even with <laughs> yeah. Rock raising his hand. So, was there any hesitation there, or is, hey, this is what we're doing? So, so look, I think there was definitely hesitation in putting her in it uh, and, and have her just beat everybody. I think there's also hesitation in, does she come out afterwards? Is that, does she step on that? So, look, I think there's... There's always hesitation with every idea you do. However, it's just which one weighs the best, you know, feels the best when you get, you know, what's the end of the day. And and I think they thought that it would probably protect her better to have the thing won and then have her walk out and say, I'm coming, you know, or, or I'm here now, whatever. So so I I don't know, man. It's it's a business decision that the the, yeah. the powers that be make those decisions, and and you weigh them out. And because I heard a lot about, oh, she just came out and and stepped on the the rumble pop and whatever. Like I heard, I heard that, or I read that actually on on Twitter. I wrote it down, then I read it. Um, but but I, but I thought 
man, you can't win for losing with some people. Like it's the, the woman, we just had the first ever women's rumble. We, we crowned this lady. Here she is. The, and, and then this one, holy mackerel showed up. What's going to happen now? Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was the right thing to do. And I thought it, I thought it worked. Also, we've got Brock Lesnar versus Kane versus mm. Braun Strowman is announced to be the universal title match for the Raw side, but it takes a little bit to figure out who's going to be taking on AJ Styles. There's a story of AJ with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan having tension with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. There's Pratt Falls and all this between. you remember what the plan was to build at WrestleMania? So, I, for, for this... Uh part here and I don't I don't remember what was going like of course I remember all the Shane and all that stuff because I was I was there I think the Brock Kane uh, Braun stuff was a raw story and I was uh, particularly or specifically doing Smackdown at this point so I don't really remember what uh, what we were talking about doing exactly at that moment and was was AJ the champion here because to be quite honest I don't remember was he the Smackdown champion I believe he was yes yeah I, don't, I, I, I can't remember times because I'm not smart <laughs> well, let's go. Let's let's start getting into the story of it, and we'll build up to that for All everybody. Right. Uh, Orton and Nakamura and Styles beat Owens and Zayn and Mahal in fifteen twenty one. This was a real good match. Nakamura at one point pulled Zayn's chest hairs out. Uh, <laughs> this was the best Nakamura has looked in a while, particularly in with Zayn, says the Observer. They've got real chemistry together. There were yeah. yep signs for Owens and Zayn all over ringside. <laughs> Styles looked great, including a spot where he did a Pele kick on the hall and flying forearm over the top onto Owens. Samir Singh attacked Nakamura right in front of the ref. He didn't DQ the heels like has been done over and over of late, but kicked them out. They left for a second and came back, but Orton gave the Sings a double draping DDT, and Styles Ooh. hit the phenomenal forearm on Owens. Nakamura pins Zane with the Kinshasa. Kinshasa. This is one of those forgotten gems, and you can really start to see the momentum, though, for Nakamura building. How good were these six guys? Yeah, together? these six guys were great, and and I throw Jinder Mahal's name in there too because he was part of it, and look, it was a great match. And think about the talent that's that's in that, uh, and the talent that's still uh, you know newsworthy today. <clears throat> Excuse me, but this was to me one of the times where you see Nakamura and you just go like. Yeah, that's that's what all the fuss is about. You know what I mean? And 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 it's and it all comes rushing in on you. Um, because I I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of Japanese wrestling. Um, I just haven't been, and I haven't followed it, uh, so I don't know. I didn't know of Nakamura. I, I've heard his name, but I didn't know anything about him. And so when he got over here, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, there's Shinsuke Nakamura. When I saw him and Sami Zayn work at NXT, it hit me like a ton of bricks. That's what everybody's talking about. <laughs> that right there. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. And th th he, w he really shined bright in this uh, particular ta tag match too. Also, the U.S. title is vacated when Dolph Ziggler gives up the title and Meltzer would speculate that the hope is to try and restart Dolph again. Dolph has gotten many chances over and over again during his career when a lot of guys haven't. Uh, I, for one, let me make the record clear, I am a super Dolph Ziggler fan. Yeah. Uh, he's got many chances over and over again, dog. And yeah. I, I don't say this disparagingly, but just what is it about Dolph? So I, I would ask you, and, and I'm not being funny and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I would ask you, because you said you're a huge fan of Dolph, yes. what is it about Dolph? 
I, I know I'm going to get a great match from his side. Yep. I know he's doing everything. He's selling. He's offensive. Whatever we want him to do there. I know if you had to put a mic in his hand, yep. we're probably going to get a gem out of it. Uh, I mean, especially, I think helps him as social media and the way he carries himself there, yeah. as in he's a funny guy. I mean, he, yeah. the guy yeah, does stand up. So I, I applaud him for that. Uh, I, I think it's just you know. Something's good going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to get you're going to get the goods when he yes. comes out. So look, I, I agree with you. I say the same thing. Like I, but when you say what is it about Dolph? Like what do you mean? Is there is there something? Why isn't he the world champion? Is I mean, or why? You know what I mean? Like what? Well, I think would, they were speculating the observer was he keeps getting chances when other guys quote get looked over when they don't yeah. get a chance. <clears throat> well, why do we keep giving him the chance? Because he, all the things you just said. You know what I mean? Guns. You just yeah. you just go, hey, maybe the guy's got everything. So yes. why why isn't, you know, why is it, is there a ceiling for that guy? And why if he has everything? And so I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, but I do think he has everything. You know what I mean? He's a good-looking dude. He looks great. Yeah, he looks great. He does cut a good promo. He can work like crazy. It's Yeah, I don't know. He's got everything. What do you get for the guy who has everything? A coffin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's announced that the tournament will take place, and Rusev is instantly chanted for. Could this have been a spot for Rusev to get the U.S. title back and helped him in the, in the beginning? It, yeah, yeah, it could have been, and and might have should have been. You know what I mean? But but coulda woulda shoulda, and and so looking back in retrospect, yeah, we probably uh, should have should have done more with that when that was hot. Uh, that was not my decision to make. Daniel Bryan announced a Rude versus Corbin first round match in an eight man tournament. When Gable and Benjamin came out, they wanted to know about getting a tag team title shot. Brian said they had already lost in a title match. They said they should get a title match without any other teams. They were treated as heels as the crowd continued to chant for Rusev. Rusev and English came out with English singing about getting a title shot. <laughs> said they had also beaten the Usos. English said there is a holiday after Christmas, and Gable said Boxing Day. <laughs> Rusev said it was Rusev Day. The new day was next out. Big E called Benjamin Old Jason Jordan, and Brian announced a three-way for the title shot. Man, you got a ton of talent on the roster. Oh, it's hard I, to find a spot for everyone that's noticeable. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, and look, I loved writing SmackDown at this time because it was a two-hour show. Our roster was smaller. But even with a two-hour show and a smaller roster, you don't have landscape for everybody. You, you don't have the landscape to tell every story. And so what I think they're doing a real good job of right now uh, watching the current product is, um, and I'm talking about WWE, uh, is they're, every week they're promoting stuff for next week. And if they're not promoting stuff for next week, they're promoting stuff for two weeks from tonight. And so there's always something to being promoted and some story being driven forward. And they've focused on that a great deal. Um, you know, the, the last quarter, I guess. Um, and so I really think they're doing a great job of that. We could do that there, and, and we tried to do that, stay two weeks, stay three weeks. Stay, we tried to stay six months out with a story, but you try to stay because things change, and so you gotta you got to pivot every week and do something a little different because things, the situations change. Um, but, man, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to write for everybody, and, and you have, that's why they say, why well, there's so many writers, because they're writing for everybody. And 
sometimes the material that it's written doesn't get used because we don't we don't get to that part you know what i mean and so it's it's difficult man it's hard and you look on the flip side uh, any AEW fans and you look on social media everybody's clamoring yeah um they seem to have too many people that can't get on television and that's another problem like you said that's your deal you got so much talent yeah at some point we run out of time we physically run out of time yeah so what are we going to do to fill that time and who gets it and that's where the politics, I would think, comes into play. Well, that's when it starts, yeah. but but not really. Like I'm as the lead writer, I know what's hot. I know what's going to be the main story, and I know what are going to be sub stories off of that, and I know what are going to be different, totally different stories that are going to be lesser than story. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's going to be a story nevertheless. But it might be a tag a tag team story. You know what I mean? Or a or an underneath the title women's story. You know what I mean? You try to have several stories going at once, and if you can. If you can kick it down the road a couple weeks, but something that's promotable enough to go in two weeks, we're going to have this match. And that's, you know what I mean? You go like, holy mackerel. That that seems to me, television has changed and promotion has changed and advertising has changed and everything is sped up a great deal. And so two weeks out, uh, like, you know, you don't, we don't start promoting. We talk about Mania all year, but we don't start promoting it till Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania. And now we're talking about, you know what I mean? You, and that's the only one we talk about before it's actually the month to talk about it. <laughs> well, let's get back to this match that we were just talking about. Gable and Benjamin beat Big E and Woods and Rusev in English in 13 minutes and 59 seconds. Wood did a flip dive. Gable, German <laughs> suplexed E and English at the same time. Rusev got a big baby face hot tag. Tons of near falls. English did a frog splash and looked to the sky. Rusev put the accolade on Woods and Gable at the same time. Oh. Gable and Benjamin did their double-team powerbomb position. Flying clothesline on Big E for the win. That was something with Gable, but it seemed to be always in a tag team. Uh, yeah. Why do you think not a bigger solo run? I know some people will say height. Do you believe in that? Well, I, look, I do believe in that a little bit, and I know that's, you know, heightism uh and i apologize for it i'm sure i'll probably be canceled but but look he's a shoot wrestler that if if me and him as tall as i am and heavy as i am me and him got into it he would break me in half and take me down and twist me in knots because he can do it for real you know what i mean he's but but what what is great to me is and what i see in him now and and i have for a while i just think the sky's the limit and he hadn't really explored anything outside of shoes what he's doing right now is man he's an entertaining dude and he's got some character and him and otis they're fun. Like, I feel the same way about them as I do about Dolph. When they come out, I know I'm going to be entertained. And yeah. with, a, with a great wrestling match, Otis is going to make some faces that are going to make me laugh. He's going to blow up and fall down on somebody or something. Like, I don't know. He's just, it's fun to watch those guys. Gable is a stud athlete. And it may be weird to say this, but I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. And I'm and I'm being honest. He's the right human being. He's the right kind of athlete. He's a role model. I, I can't speak the guy's praises and and sing his praises from the mountaintops enough because he is just that kind of dude. And I think he, again, I think the sky's the limit with him. I think we hadn't seen what's what's best in him yet. Uh, for the record, have you ever seen me and Otis in the room at the same time? No, I haven't. You son of a bee sting. Look at you. <laughs> Do the worm. Do the worm. No, I didn't say show me. Anyway. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Speaking of worms, we want to thank our sponsor, Blue Chew, dog. Ooh. Blue Chew <laughs> is a unique online service yes, that delivers it is. the same active ingredients as Viagra mm. and Cialis. Oh, oh, but in chewable tablets, you can turn a it up a little bit. The cost. Hey, if you're looking for a tag team partner, I think it's Blue Chew. You know what I mean? It's Blue Chew. You can Blue take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. So no awkward visits to the doctor's (laughs) office. No awkward conversations with anybody. No awkward waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Now look. Nothing discreet about this package. (laughs) Now. Here's the deal. Once Blue Chew arrives, you're going to have that confidence. And if you live in apartments, you might be getting shushed by your neighbors. Shush! Because Blue Chew has arrived, my friend. Shush me, neighbor. Oh, time to get off the couch. Get Shush back to work. Shush me, neighbor. Sometimes your tool needs an upgrade. It might be time. All you got to do is head to you too. bluechew.com. Doing the worm, upgrade they call it, huh? you too. If you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it. Chew it and do it. Yeah. Very James Brownish. Have better sex with Blue Chew. And we've what? got a special Wait, deal for our listeners. So all you got to do is try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code. D-O-double-G. At checkout, and you'll just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Mm. Promo code D-O-G-G. And receive mm. your first month. Blue Chew. Visit for more details and important safety information. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. Oh. Yeah. You do you. Bluetooth. Get the blue. Do. Get the blue. No, I think we were better without the music. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one I was looking for. Chew it and do it. In the U.S. title tournament, Rude would pin Baron Corbin and Jinder Mahal would defeat Todd Dillinger, the current Sean oh, Spears. Oh, did someone say 10? The perfect 10, my friend. <laughs> He's always regarded Can as Can I such tell a, a story right now? Oh, yeah. Just yes, skip yes, the yes. other part you were going to read. Hey, so with Ty Dillinger and Shinsuke Nakamura, we were building when I was writing for SmackDown, we were building to, uh, this is not as funny as, it, as I'm building it up to be, but it was, <laughs> it was to me. It literally was to me. We wanted to have a match between Ty Dillinger and Shinsuke. Shinsuke was a heel at the time, but he was going to have a, a last man standing match. So to to under you know to to let everybody know in a last man standing match, we had a match where he we did a last man standing match where you beat the guy down. If he stays down for ten, you win. If he gets back up, you beat the crap out of him some more. So we literally made the match uh, by saying Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, is going to beat the guy and count to 10 and then had Sean Spears tweet out, did someone say 10? And then <laughs> we, we, we booked the match 
off of that tweet. Oh, oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And, and then they had the match, and it was a really good match, actually. Um, but but uh, Sean's a good kid and, and did well for us. It was always hey, let, fun. Let me get him. into wrestle speak because I've heard this uh, talking to uh, some former wrestlers, as yourself. Okay. Uh, what does what does somebody being a great hand mean? I've, I've heard a couple people be referred to as a great hand. Is that a put-down? Is that a compliment? So, so, what is so, it? So it's changed to being, like, if you said that to my face... I feel like it would be uh, a put down. You know what I mean? Okay. But if you said that behind my back, like I, I take it as, no, he's a good worker. He can have a match with anybody. He's a okay. good hand. Like it's, it's, I want that guy on my team and he may not be the champion or the intercontinental champion or even the United States champion or even the European champion, but I need that guy on my team. And so that, look, that's why, that's how I look at it anyway. I, I think I know, people do, and it's a, it's a running rib where you go like, ah, yeah, he's a good little hand. You know what I mean? Good little hand or something like that. You hear that. And it's kind of taking the, uh, the urine out of someone as the they British change would the say. tone of it. Yeah, it does. They change the tone and it's kind of condescending. And, and, and so it can be perceived as, as being negative, but look, I, I think it's a positive man. I think like, to me, Brad Armstrong was the best hand there was. And so to maybe, maybe he was better than being a good hand. Uh, I actually think he was, but, but I don't take that as a cut down. If you told me, I, I know, know for a fact. I, don't know, I, I did a show with Jim Ross, and he and I mentioned, hey, my weekly podcast partner, Road Dog. He yeah. said he was always a great hand. Yeah. So now, I think I took I, it in his it, tone that that was a compliment. It was a compliment, and I think and I believe Jim meant it that way. Now, if you you know what I mean, if 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 it was me and Shawn Michaels and Hunter sitting there, one of them may go, yeah, you're a good little hand, as a as an <laughs> off comment, joking with friends. You know what I mean? Like it's. I'm not on their level, and that's okay because I wasn't. I didn't try to be, but but I don't know that I could have if I'd have tried. But but it, I didn't. I'm not trying to be. So for him to say that to me, it's not really. It's a joke. It's ribbon on the square. I wasn't a top guy. You know what I mean? And so ah, he's a good little hand. That means he'll have a match with me any day of the week. And so I, you know, in this business, that's that's saying a lot. He didn't say you were little. I want to make sure. <laughs> Well, he'd have just been, he'd have just been lying if he'd have said that. Uh, Sean Spears here. Uh, he was perfect in NXT. For some reason, the perfect 10 character or gimmick did not translate well in WWE. What do you think happened there? Well, well, look, if we can be honest, and I thought this from the get go, the guy's a good looking guy. Great. But, but he's, you say you're the perfect 10 and I'm, and I, and that's not a baby face character. You know what I mean? That's right. a, that's a heel character. And so to, it got over in the niche audience of NXT because it's a tight knit group that was there every week and coming to see the rest of, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, there's Sean, our guy, he works here and we all go, yeah, 10 and we all do that. And, but, but what, is successful there is not always successful on a grander stage. And so he was one of the examples of that, or that gimmick was one of the examples that um, it didn't, it didn't work on, on a bigger, you know, to the masses when Why it got, work when with it, anybody, right? it, yeah. When it got shown to the masses, it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, okay. So now, now we just have a good hand because the guy is a great wrestler. Like he's good in the ring. Uh, so one time, it's funny, one time uh, me and Billy went down to NXT when we were running in 2015, and we actually did the dark match, the advertised dark match. They used to try to do a dark match and, and draw a crowd in. So the New Age Outlaws went down as the ch- tag champions to work with uh, 
I think it was Jason Jordan and and uh, Spears. And uh, and Spears does this thing where he puts my head on the ground. It was funny, and we we joked about it. We've joked about it still. Um, he put my head down on the mat and jumped up in the air and stomped on my head. And dude, he stomped my head so hard, like it felt like it went through the roof or through the mat. And so he stomped me. We we're dead in the middle of the heat. So he just thought he's going to stomp me and turn around and do a beauty pose. We well, stomped me so hard, I just it made me mad. <laughs> like and I just hopped up and he I spun him around and started hitting him like upside of the head you know what i mean but but hard like four times hard backing him back to the buckle and then i just shot him in and said reverse and give me a boot and so he <laughs> i'm sorry i said uh i'm gonna i'll reverse it give me a boot coming in so i went and shot him or he shot me i reversed him boom came in he hit me with a boot um shut me right back down you know what i mean it was just it was just a thing where you i was like hey you stomp you stomp me too hard dude <laughs> Let so, me go ahead and cash in. Hey, so he, he hit me with, with the he hit me with the boot, took me back down, got on top of me and said, "Dude, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And I said, "It's uh, it's all good, dude. You just you kicked me in the head with my head. I can't go nowhere. It's on the mat. So you kicked my head. I just I got nowhere. To, I can't sell. I just it just hurt like hell, you know. So we had a talk. We had a talk afterwards about that. If you put me stand me up on my knees and kick me in the head, I can go somewhere. I can sell. But if you put me down there." and stomp on it yeah it looks like it hurts worse because it does <laughs> like don't don't hurt me dog We're, uh but it was it was fun we, we, he's a nice guy and we've always gotten along and we even did then um just a fun story about him and the the, the uh the shins he's always stiff is what i'm, what I'm getting at uh owen spin styles in 1628 in a non-title match styles hit a Pescado Zane. It, um, I don't. I think that's a Spanish word for fish. I didn't know he hit he him hit with a, a fish. He hit. Yeah, there was a. Yeah, I remember this. They got a fish involved. Zane distracted Styles and Owens super kicked him for a near fall. Shane came out and told the referee to throw Zane out, which he did. Styles had Owens in a small package, but the ref was occupied by Shane. Styles let go and told the ref to turn around. Owens then put Styles in a schoolboy for the pin. Owens poured the champagne on himself. Styles glared at Shane. <laughs> Shane apologized to him. This is to lead to Sammy and Kevin taking on AJ in a handicap match for oh. the WWE title. Handicap match came across on television like a heel turn for Daniel Bryan, who announced the match. It does lead to some interesting spots since Owen and Zanes are claiming to be best friends, but will likely do spots where they don't allow the other to score the pin. And will be revealed as fake friends, similar to the Chris Jericho <laughs> Owens dynamic. Brian took oh. Styles' words out of context, but Styles hey, doesn't the Observer. They're so negative. They know like everything. It's just, first it's of, just any, of course, they were going to do this, and they did that, and they did this, and it was like, God darn! I watched it. I don't need you to bury it afterwards. If I'll bury it during it, which, by the way, we should do some watch-alongs because me burying people is funny. <laughs> Here for it. We'll start with Dragon Gate so you can really okay. get on the Observer. I have no idea what you're talking about. After Owens' distraction cost Styles a singles match, lost to Zane. He said he wanted them in a handicap match. Brian took it farther, making it a title match at Whoa. the Rumble. I could see WWE wanted to turn Brian Hill if they think he's leaving because the heel turn would hurt his mainstream value to a degree <laughs> as heel Brian isn't going to have an edge taken from him. That's from Meltzer again. Was this what you were going for, the Jericho and Owens dynamic? I mean, I, 
I don't know. I guess. I guess, Dave. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if you say it, it's got to be true. Don't Did mind. You guys the, go, don't mind the guy hey, that was writing the show. Brian's leaving. Let's <laughs> let him heal. No. Why would <laughs> Why would you ever do that? Like, hey, so we have a guy that's really cool here. Uh, we should turn him heel and make him mad and not want to. You know what I mean? Like, what? We do what's best for us. And if that's turning him heel, you turn him heel. And if it's not, you don't. Like, I don't I don't know. It's not, I just, even the reporting, the whole thing, that they're just so negative and so humdrum about it. Like, yeah, they did this. Like, to me, this was really good stuff, good storytelling. All the dynamic between Sammy and, and, Sam, and uh, Kevin and AJ and Brian and Shane and all that stuff was some Game of Thrones stuff that look at what, you know, I, I thought it was great. I really did. Of course, I was writing it, so I would, but but I, I did. And if if Dave doesn't didn't like it, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's it's just very negative uh, yeah. take on that. Like, oh, they turned him heel because it won't make him as popular. Like, holy crap. What is the <laughs> devil run WWE? Like, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> um, you're drawing at the time 9,000 seaters and packing them out for TVs. Do you think that's the strength of the brand? Or do you think Shane, Brian, Styles, Owens really started carrying this and building it? Oh, yeah. No, they carried it and built it just like the Bloodline's doing now and with yeah. Sammy and Kevin, the same people. Uh, it's, it just goes to show their star power and, and their longevity. But, but yeah, we... That's what we were going for, and we saw it, and we knew the dynamic. As soon as you find somebody that's really fun to write for, then you know the dynamic is interesting, and you can't wait to get to next week to do the next chapter. You know what I mean? And so it's it's you know when something's good and when it ain't. You know what I mean? And this was this was what we were shooting for. We always used to say, "Wow, it's almost like we wrote it like this," uh, because <laughs> because we you know I mean like you know they. People know about wrestling. People on the outside know about wrestling. You can guess that what's going to happen. You can you've seen the Rose, Rogue, you know the Roadrunner and Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know what's going to happen. Well, what's the fun in that, man? That's a crappy attitude to have. Like I don't know. Well, watch it and have fun with it. I thought this was really good television, as it pertains to professional wrestling. And and if if Uncle Dave doesn't, then I don't know what to tell you, bro. Well, here we go. Uncle Dave's got some more mud for you. <laughs> All right. Smackdown from Tampa to start the new year. Usos defended the tag title against Gable and Benjamin. Jay went wild in the end. The one thing I've noticed, this is the Observer talking, mm-hmm. the one thing I've noticed is the Usos, who are great, pretty much have copied the indie style of tons of big spots, lots of dives, and tons of super kicks. It's funny because it's bad psychology when it's not on WWE, but great work when it's in WWE. See, but that's, this is, so he's not, uh, if we think Dave is fair and balanced, just read that last statement again. Right. Like it's not, and we don't, of course, we all know he loves AEW, he hates WWE, and that's, I get it. I guess I get it. I mean, I don't I don't get it, but maybe the people in WWE didn't kiss his butt. You know what I mean? And so oh, he hates all of them. But like it's, you can hear it in the reporting. It's just negative. There's just a negative slant. It's not. It's Fox News. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not fair to the other side. And, and it's like the other person. You know, MSNBC or something. It's not fair to the other side. If it was reported fairly down the middle, I, I know it probably wouldn't be as uh, sexy, but it sure would be more informative and a more educational way to move forward. Um, did you guys talk? I mean, look. There's obviously some people say there's a. A reference to the young bucks were doing on the scene making their splash in 2018 uh, and now they're doing dives and super kicks the usos are um i, I mean we're, 
Is do you see difference in the work between the two of them, or was it something you were really paying attention? I feel like it was. I've not, never not paid really a, paying attention. I don't. I've never paid attention to that. So so yeah, now they're so working. So they're working like these other guys. Oh okay. Did they lock up too? Did the one taking them in a headlock? Oh god darn! They did that in the first match. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you adapt, you evolve, you move, you pivot, you 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 things catch on, things don't catch on. You you work how you work. And just because Dave loves those kids, uh, the, the young bucks, that's why he says that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, who cares if the young bucks are better wrestlers than the Usos? And, if, and I'm being dead serious. If some of y'all really care that, oh, well, they're better wrestlers. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. I don't know. It's, it's wrestling. It's subjective. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's no... There's good and bad, but it's only if you're if you like it or not. You know what I mean? It's only again, it's subjective, man. So he loves those those kids, and I get that. He's close to them. He's got a relationship with them. He loves Japan. They've been there. They've done that. The Usos had, didn't have to do that, man. They came up and they made it, and now they're making money and they're on top of the wrestling world. So you can compare them, but it's just you know, they hate them because they ain't them. <laughs> They the ones and you the twos, dog. <laughs> I fought myself with that one. Sorry. On. Sorry. Put that one yeah, up. Put that one put that up, one dog. Up. Uh, next, they get into. Hey, I speak uh, day one ish. Uso. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Usos versus Benjamin and Gable. They had a uh, they had a five minute match. There was some cheating involved. Mm. Uh, Gable and Benjamin are heels, but the crowds are cheering for them. Um, and the they say uh, the observer says crowds are excited to see happenings more than care about whether their favorites win or lose. That's a part of making wins and losses not meaningful. Another ref came out after the cheating, and they finished him off in 121 with a splash. Wins and losses not meaning anything, and fans only excited to see happenings. You've touched on this before, dog, mm-hmm. and caught heat for it. <laughs> now here's the observer kind of playing into that. Yeah. Isn't that I, how look, you see things? Wins and losses really don't matter. They want to see the storylines and things actually happen. Well, look, I don't know if that's what they're saying, but that's dang sure what I've said because I think – look, Kevin, we talked about it. And here's my example. And I actually sat down with Sami Zayn and told him this story. One time we did a fan question on this podcast right here, and, and the question was, do you think Sami Zayn beating Sami Zayn, and this was like in 2015 or something, beating Sami Zayn was too early when he got to the main roster with John Cena or something to that effect. Right. Did you beat him too early? And, and I stopped the podcast for a moment, and I thought, are we talking about the same Sami Zayn that is the most popular wrestler in the world today, the most famous, the most entertaining, the top? top attraction in our business today that's the guy that may have got beat too early five years ago like we we think about things all wrong and i call it small ball you're you're thinking small ball if you're thinking about beating Sami Zayn too soon five years ago to look where he's at right now that doesn't matter five years ago may as well been a hundred million years ago and we're digging up Sami Zayn and a daggum elephant with tusk. Like it's, it, it doesn't matter. And because here today, gone tomorrow, Sami Zayn may be on top of the world in a year. He may not even be in the wrestling business in a year. You know what I mean? It's just how it works. And so yes, happenings matter more than my guy winning. And I don't know, I I guess uh, my hypocrisy only goes so far, says Dave (laughs) Meltzer. Well, the wit. Yeah, it's interesting. The wins and losses, 
I don't think anybody pays attention to them unless they're extreme. If you've got a streak well, look, going, yes. Uh, if you're yes. Goldberg or Jay Cargill or whoever, yeah. and you're undefeated, that's a thing. If you're, you know, Heath Slater, and you're on the run where you're getting beat, and you're going, <laughs> I got kids, man. But he got that over still. I mean, yes, he did. He, Losing. Yeah, every match is in the middle. Everything oh my else, God, is- it's just it's so cut and dry in my mind that when people think no, his work rate's not high enough, and he doesn't do it, <laughs> like it makes me want to. Well, it makes me want to headbutt him. But also, I just I can't understand that way of thinking because it's foreign to me. Like it's, I don't know. I don't think that way. I had the fortunate uh, 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 opportunity to see WWE. Of course, they came to Huntsville, where I live. Yep. Just a few weeks ago, and I'll tell you this: Sami Zayn came out, and I nobody knew what his win loss record. I know this, nobody they were gave. Up. They didn't give a crap <laughs> that he got beat by by Rome, or he got beat by whoever. You know, Cena beat him or whatever. Yeah, two weeks ago, nobody gives a crap. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. It's he came out in Huntsville, like you said, in your hometown, and he only comes around there once or twice a year, maybe. And Sami Zayn's on top of the world, and the Usos Killed. came out, and I'm sure it was the same. Killed you know it. what I mean? It's just it's just where we're at. Uh, and so oh, so so to con- so, to contra- or to uh, excuse me to try to confront that with any comparisons of anything is just hate. You know what I mean? It's it's you hate them because you ain't them, and they're on top of the world. And so, what do you do with the guy who's on top of the mountain? You throw rocks at him until you knock his butt off. And if he don't come off, then maybe your rocks ain't reaching him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if your rock ain't reaching him, <laughs> sorry, that's a preach right there, though. Go to blue chip. Your rock uh, ain't reaching him. Remember uh, that. If your rock ain't reaching him, <laughs> another rock. Get closer. That's what a hater does. Just stands at the bottom and throws rocks up at that dude. Guess what? You so far down there, your rocks ain't even reaching him, dog. Rocks ain't reaching. Uh, that might be assured. My rocks yeah, ain't is. reaching. Owens and Zayn were being interviewed by Renee Young. Zayn said it didn't matter if Shane or Brian were at ringside. The gimmick of their interviews is Owens talks, and Zayn just says, yep. Uh, they're so good together. I mean, we talked about it. They're still good together. They're still this good is together. five years ago, and now yeah. they're still, like you said, doing it again. Um, instead of so, instead of putting Rusev in the tournament, it's Aiden English, and he loses to Xavier Woods. Yes. Is there like a rotation of New Day on who would be wrestling as a singles compared to <laughs> so, a tag team? How does so, that figure it out? Hey, d- the truth be told, when I was writing SmackDown. We never knew, as far as we would book their singles matches and go, no, we want Kofi to do this. No, we want Big E to do this. There's a reason. But but when it comes to a tag match, they had a rotation, and I never knew which two it would be. I would literally have to say, hey, will you call them and see whose who's turn it is? And, and before I could like put together what I thought in my mind they should do, you know what I mean, and for their finish and everything. And so it was – but that's, I thought that was very cool also. Like it was they, – they had that rule. Like, we're no, we were on a rotation, and, and now tonight's me and him. You know what I mean? And I yeah. thought, like, yeah, that's great. And they're all three great, so it doesn't matter, you know. Boy, talk about trust. When when they can do that and you guys go oh okay. and I can, and I'm fine with it yeah, yeah I would be fine yeah any, except for if we had something in mind where we would like look we really need uh, Big E on the floor for this one because it doesn't make sense to do that you know or whatever yeah. so so unless we specified uh, otherwise they they ran that rotation hey let's take just a second a break from talking about the Royal Rumble 2018 and tell you about how you can make some coin here on the 2023 
Royal Rumble. Yeah, we could take this year's Royal Rumble to the next level with our friends at MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier destination for wrestling fans looking to bet individual matches and the winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble. They've got a unique feature that sets them apart from the competition, the MyBookie Money Bag. Money Bag helps you secure top fighters and insanely boosted odds with the chance to get top wrestlers like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can turn your $50 bet into thousands. They're the only sports book in the market that offers this feature. So whether you're a casual fan or if you're a hardcore wrestling enthusiast, like I know you are if you're listening to this podcast, all you got to do is use promo code didn't know on a deposit of $50 or more, you'll get a receive you're going to get a cash bonus and then that'll instantly go to your MyBookie account. That's instantly to your MyBookie account. Using this bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount just once and you're ready to cash out. It's no strings attached with MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And make sure you use that promo code, didn't know. That rotation. Uh, Zane pinned Styles in 1345 was a good match. The crowd was into it when Styles got the calf crusher on the on Zane made yeah. the ropes. It was the usual finish that was all about building Shane versus Brian. Ref Mike Kyoto, ad-free guy, uh, ad was trying to avoid getting bumped and in jumping out of the way, fell out of the ring. Owens okay. blocked him from getting back in the ring <laughs> while Styles had Zane pinned. He jumped in, but Zane was able to kick out Shane, shoved down Owens. Shane then told Kyoto to uh, kick out Owens, which he did. Brian then told Shane to leave with Owens. It was notable the crowd was loudly chanting, yes, when Brian kicked Shane out. Styles kicked Owens when he tried to distract him, but that allowed Zane to hit the hell of a kick for the pin. Styles was furious about losing again. It's Haluva. 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 So you don't uh, have to said, say Helluva. Like you know what I mean? It's Haluva. And you uh, go like, oh, is that like Hawaiian? Is it French? Yeah. What does that come with eggs? Um, he. <laughs> I'm hungry. Sorry, I'm hungry. <laughs> Uh, he was also sick of Zane and Owens interfering in others' matches, said he wanted him in a handicap match. Brian says that was a great idea and ordered the handicap match to be for the title at the oh. Royal Rumble. Oh. Fans did boo that at first, but yeah. when Brian started cheerleading, it sounded like most of them were with him. The storytelling here alone is great, dog. Uh, look at there. Huh? Who was said it, that? Did you feel it was hard to turn Brian heel? Or would it have been hard to turn him heel? impossible like <laughs> uh, uh, honestly like honestly it was and I, and I like I feel pretty confident that we never tried tried anything like like even then it was like a, a just a part of the story like you just go yeah 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 and they do it too and then we think about it over the week and they go did Brian put a him in a handicap title match like that's that's not right but it's stuff that makes you think right that's right. I don't know I, I dug it I dig it I dug it I want, I, some more it, I, I want some more ugget. I want some more ugget. I say, I, I like it. I love it. I'm I want it. some more suck ugget. It, suck I it. tried so hard. I can't rise above it. Don't know what it, it is, is about, about that little, little gal. Love, love it, but I like it. it. I, I love, love it. it. I, I want, want some more of it. it. Hey, we were sounding good at the end there. All the other parts sucked. But, I mean, yeah, right at the end, there was, in, yeah. there was a second where we went through the right key. We got our timing together, yeah, too. Yeah, it was, it was just momentarily. 
Um, no, notes from the one nine TV tapings in Birmingham. There was nothing overt, but it's still built around the slow build of wherever they're going with Shane and Brian. SmackDown mm-hmm. opened with Renee Young in the ring with Styles. The story here is that she was trying to get Styles to say it wasn't fair that he was being put in a handicap <laughs> match for the title by Brian while he is trying to be political. But he said that when he asked for a handicap match against both of them, he was trying to be sarcastic, not serious. But he can't change what has happened. He said that he has to get at them early, but that the more time the match goes, the more advantage goes mm. to them because they can tag each other. Because there's two of them. Fresh. Mm. God, AJ. I see what y'all are doing here. Yeah, he but you said, also see AJ's what he's saying. He's telling you he's got a strategery. I think George W. Bush said it's a strategery. This is quite a dimension to add to the AJ Styles character. He's awesome. At being this type of babyface, isn't he? Yes. Yes, Incredible. I think he is. I think he's a little pit bull. You know what I mean? That's what we called him. Mr. Worldwide, that's what we called him, and <laughs> he was the little pit bull, the Georgia Bulldog. You know what I mean? That's him. Uh, as we continue, Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> oh. Mojo defeated Mojo. Zack Ryder in the U.S. title tournament. Why do you think Ryder never moved past the mid-card when the fans always cheered for him? What was going on at that time? So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why Ryder never, never, like rose up. I, I'll tell you this much, and this is what I think of Zack Ryder at WrestleMania in a ladder match with a surrounded by people, uh, talented, talented people. I wrote him to win the ladder match, and he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. I, I didn't do that for him. I did that because I thought the fans would love it, and I talked everybody into doing it because I thought we can take it off of him the next night. We can take it off of him the next month. We can, it may work. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to take it off of him at all. And, and I thought, I think he's that, I think he was that guy. Do I think he's ever the world champion? No, but I think he's an intercontinental champion all day long. And, and I, and the fans did love him and whether you like him or not, they loved him. And so that's, that's what I loved about him. You know what I mean? Look at our man Mojo getting a W, too. Mojo man. got the dub, dog. The dub. Shout out to Mojo. <laughs> so what's up? Gable and Benjamin did a promo. They were total heels insulting the fans, saying what? that the fans don't know what it's like to be winners. Gable said that just because Alabama won the national championship that the fans didn't win anything. <laughs> they just sat on their couches and stuffed their faces. Benjamin That's true. Said that Do you George remember that was year? Robbed for easy. Oh yeah, I was on the couch, <laughs> stuff in my face. Oh, uh, you were. That was you yesterday were, too. <laughs> that was like an hour ago too. You were pissed because Auburn sucked. Yeah, fans were chanting <laughs> "Roll Tide," which is a chant at Alabama football games. I like how um, uh, uh, he had to give us the description. Of that. Yeah. Uh, we've always heard. Uh, this is interesting rumor mill. We've always heard that Vince isn't a fan of sports references. Uh, is there people pushing for sports references? Is there people saying, don't do the what? sports stuff? So do you not remember the New Age Outlaws? We, when we were heels, we wore the opposing shirts of the of the football team. Like every, we were in Green Bay, we wore the Vikings. We are in Dallas, we wear the Giants. We, You know what I mean? Like it was just what we did. So I, I, that's just a... Did you he, ever he, hear, Vince n- don't want you doing sports stuff? Never, never heard that one time in my life. But it, the inter- said it on the internet. Must yeah. be true. That's what our rumors are. Yeah. Uh, this would all lead to a two out of three fall match at the Rumble with Usos against Gable and Benjamin, and that's just a guaranteed great match. Which is yeah, hundred percent. Huh? Which is why we put them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that, man. That's uh, that feels good just to look at. And for those of you not joining us on YouTube, it's a picture of the Usos with the SmackDown Blue Tag oh. Team Championship titles over their shoulders. I was going to tell them it was us. 
Yeah. Uh, we look good right in that picture, buddy. Hey, against Chad Gable, a long-haired Chad Gable. I was about to say he and is Benjamin, Shelton up. Benjamin. What what a what a stud Shelton Benjamin is. Is I don't know why I just sounded like Dusty Russell. What a stud uh, Shelton Benjamin is. Um, but but he is man. He only gets better and thicker in all the right places and thinner in all the right places and like it's just incredible to see him and go like. Who, who are you, and what are you what are you doing here on Earth? He's he's uh, one of those guys, um, and it might have it might actually have been that night in Birmingham. But um, he's sometimes you see wrestlers, and when they're in street clothes, yeah, they're 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 kind of big guys, but they don't look super intimidating, uh, yeah. in, for lack of a better word. Shelton Benjamin came out in jeans and a shirt, and I'm like. That guy is ready to go. So. That's a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's don't, a that's a grown ass there man. Unless you want some, if you want the smoke, go ahead. That's <laughs> a grown ass man. Yeah, hey, yeah. who can who can also legitimately t- twist your body into places that directions it don't go? Um, so yeah, I'm a huge. I'm a, I look. I'm a fan of both of those guys. You and you can see that. Like they were. They. I, I love them. I love them both. And I think I think they were a great team. To be quite honest with you. Brian and Shane were backstage again. Brian said how it's great, how much Breeze and Fandango connect with the audience. Shane said he was worried about Brian's judgment, saying that the Usos won the match last week. And for no reason, Brian gave Gable and Benjamin another title shot in a two out of three fall match. Shane said they didn't deserve another title shot. It said Brian is acting unstable. Brian said that he could say the same thing about Shane and then said, look at your gene pool. Woohoo! <laughs> um, Question: Was Shane involved? How involved is Vince in this? I mean, I know he's always technically involved. Oh yeah, involved, yeah, no, he was but very he involved his in hands this. On this? He, he has his hands on this, and I, and look, and I would say, uh, he he played a role in all of this. And when when it came to this kind of stuff, with something he could sink his teeth into, he was very good. And that's what people get so frustrated. But man, it, it was you know you, you because. I don't think of things from a promotion standpoint. Like, I, I, I don't still. I kind of think what will be good and what will be bad. But then, like, he's a promoter, and he's been doing this for 50 years. Like, he's got some good stuff up his sleeve. And so, yeah, he was very on uh, hands-on with this. And so was Shane, to be quite honest. And so was Brian. Um, we, we would literally sit in there and write their stuff and, and say, oh, God, you should say that. You know what I mean? Like, we should write that down. You know what I mean? And so, we, yeah, it was, it was fun, and it was collaborative. And we all sunk our teeth into it. That's why it was all good. We all, we were all in, you know. We were all elite, you know. A hall elite, baby. (laughs) The U.S. title tournament finals are announced for the Royal Rumble, but then gets moved up two weeks for SmackDown. Is that because you start timing the show out and it had to be moved? What's the move there? Do you remember? So, So, yeah, a lot, look, a lot of times things just there aren't enough time there you know things go heavy and look the show so so say the show has eight eight matches two matches go three minutes heavy you're six minutes heavy toward the end of the night and you're going off the air at a certain time you know what i mean like so so yeah things you read about it all the time at at mania things going long entrances take longer than you think about you know to, to to sell and to let things breathe takes longer than you think so Matches get canceled, and you go like, "Well, we're not." And if you, with the invention of social media, you can immediately promote it. Hey, we're not going to be able to do that. We're going to promote it for next week on SmackDown, and then, then, hey, we got a match for next week already. <laughs> hey, we got a match. For next week. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, because you, hey, you don't. When you look at that board on Wednesday morning, this was when we we recorded on Tuesday, or we went. 
Tuesday. Um, on Wednesday morning, you look at that board with 11 segments up there with letter blank, and you'd love to have a good two-segment match up there that <laughs> would yeah. fill some space, and you go like, whew, okay, we only got to come up with nine more segments now. Uh, but it's, it's look, it's fun. It's challenging, but it's fun. I lo- it's what I love to do. It's what what we all love is, is wrestling, and this is a different level of loving it, you know? Uh, let's talk about this next. You're not going to love this first line, but I have to <laughs> have to bring it up because it's the beginning of a gimmick. Uh, notes from the 116 TV tapings in Laredo. Quote, this was the worst SmackDown show in a long time. It was built around the U.S. title matches, and they were long and boring. The crowd was only 3,500 in what is usually a very strong market. The show opened with New Day out for a promo. Yeah. A podium and a flag, and Woods did a spoof on a campaign speech about pancakes. This led to Mahal mm. beating Woods in the U.S. title tournament semifinal in 18 minutes and two seconds. Cool. This was just brutal. Not horrible in the sense the guys were watching anything, but probably as boring a long match has been on WWE television <laughs> in a long time. The crowd was dead, except for when the other New Day members would cheerlead at ringside and when they stopped the crowd would be dead again uh we don't have to get into all that but this is one of those silly things that got over this was the beginning of the pancakes gimmick um <laughs> yeah do you remember so you had to, anything look, it was, about this it was, no i don't to be quite honest uh but but i do remember the pancakes <laughs> uh, i do remember the pancakes being very prevalent um, and that maybe this was the start of it. You know what I mean? And sometimes when things start out, you got to Rocky road until you evolve into what you're, what you're getting. And what we got out of that was pancake Frisbees for about a year. We got <laughs> pancake Frisbees. Shut up and eat your pancakes. Um, 20 minutes for these two guys, 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, to be it exact, se- it seems, seems really long, but does it, I was going to say, <laughs> but, it seems like you, you got a lot of trust in them though. Yeah, but it seems it seems long. Eighteen minutes is a long time. Yeah, um, I mean that, that jumped out when I read. This it. is a television show we're talking yes. about, or a lot. Yeah, that's a very long time then. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it, that was that way. I don't know. If the crowd seems dead, like it is reported here, is there ever a time when Vince would cut it short? Would yes, hey, call yes, and that's and what, to, to me. It seems like we would have done that had it been that god awful bad, and right. and maybe it was. I'm not saying it wasn't. Um, but, you know, it, it, for TV, when you talk, tell me it's a TV show and you say 18 minutes, that's a long friggin' time. Because I talked about earlier the lack of uh, landscape, you know what I mean, available. And so to, to have 18 minutes of a match, something must have happened. They said, we got to go another, <laughs> we got to do another one or something. We got to go anything. another five minutes. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, been any, yeah, somebody, I don't know what happened. But that just seems weird to me. Also then, uh, they said that you guys tried something new doing interviews that looked like they were shot with camera phones. And Meltzer says, "quote Most were bad." Yeah. Uh, do you remember this going? This talking about is this yeah. just new yeah, technology? Yeah. You're and trying to make it feel real. It was. It was just an. an uh, like he said, we were trying something, and it was. It was. We were on the thing of, hey, we, you know, real people film everything with their phones. Like that's just how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how people do it. And so, so we went. We had a kick there for a minute where we were shooting everything with camera phones, and and. Look, it didn't stick because it wasn't good. It didn't work. And it's, it's you got to try. Yeah, well, you try some stuff. You try. You throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You know. Um, Rude pinned Raleigh in thirteen thirteen with a glorious mm. DDT. Raleigh has something, says Meltzer. That wasn't a great match or anything, but Raleigh as a single is aggressive and comes off athletic and does pro wrestling 
like he's competing, unlike Woods and Mahal, the opener, who acted like they were sleepwalking through a match and not competing in the least. Really, the idea of making the match look like competing, which yeah. should be the most basic of things, is something that stood out because Raleigh was doing it and most don't. The Sings attacked Rude after the match. Mahal said the next week he puts a glorious end to Rude's charade. Mm. Rude wanted the match this week. Mahal said no. Brian came out and said the match would happen tonight. Well, that wasn't a good idea, but it did partially explain nothing happening in the first match if Mahal is going to work twice, but the oh. first time shouldn't be 18 minutes long. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's go while we're here. Raleigh got better as time went on. He came in looking good and, and being aggressive, like you yep. mentioned. He always looks athletic. You know that. Um We've, we've hit on it a little bit before, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll get into it again, but were you surprised he he never made it to the top of the card in the singles run? Yeah, I was, actually, because, look, I, I've i seen some promos that Mojo Riley cuts. I've seen the workouts he does. I've seen the intensity he shows up with every every day. All the stuff he used to say, like he would show up at the gym and go do two-a-days and do all that, that ain't talk, man. He does that, and he works that way, and he works that hard, and he lives that way. And so, he, yeah, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's good. He's, he's a good promo. Um, and we know he's a great athlete. You know what I mean? That's, that's needless to say. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised that he didn't go further. The next match would be Rude winning the U.S. title over Mahal in 15 minutes, and Rude would escape the Kalas and hit the glorious DDT to win the mm. title with the music, his work, the presentation. You had to think he would be a guy that would carry the title for a while, right, dog? Yeah, yeah, but look, I think, um, and this goes back to what Meltzer was talking about with the, with the Usos, was I think this was a weird time where a lot of the wrestling was transforming to more of an independent, fast-paced style, spot-fest kind of thing, and so... Bobby Roode doesn't do that. Bobby Roode's an old school professional wrestler. Uh, the the you know cut of the same cloth of an Arn Anderson or a, you know what I mean like he, or a Bobby Heenan even or Bobby excuse me Bobby Eaton even. Uh, but like he could work really really good and he had everything uh, going for him. But I don't know. I you know he won there. He won the United States Championship. But yeah, I figured he would be a guy that I could lean on for a long time. But I don't know. I, I think his work. Uh, hindered him a little bit because he was such a solid old school worker and the mood, the, the, the pace was picking up and I don't, I'm not saying he couldn't keep up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that's not his style and that's not what brought him to the dance. His, the other, the, the other direction is what brought him to the dance. And so I, I don't know. That's the only thing I'm pointing to because I'm thinking like, why didn't the guy, why isn't he on top of the world? And, and we did look, we do, he's still there. We still, we still utilize him uh, because he's that good, you know? Maybe just a bad timing for his. It might have been. It, it, it might have been. And, and it was, I don't know, you know, it was becoming more indie-centric as far as bell to bell. Uh, the SmackDown after all 25 is the go-home, and Owens talks about how him and Zayn were the future of WWE and not the parade of retirees like on Raw. <laughs> Owens and Zayn challenge Styles to face them in consecutive matches, and Daniel Bryan agrees to it. And Shane questions him about it. Did you know at this point in time, Brian was working on trying to get himself cleared to wrestle again? So I never knew that. I never knew until I got the email saying <laughs> Daniel Bryan is cleared. Like it was like, what? Uh, I had no idea he was he was trying to do that. You like got it was pop just like we did. Oh my God, did I ever. <laughs> because I was writing the lead writer of the show that was going to get him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, heck yeah, I'm down. 
Uh, Styles beat Owens in one minute and six seconds via mm. submission with the calf crusher before the match. Shane said that if Zayn interfered in this match, he would be fired on the spot. And if mm. Owens interfered in Zayn's match with Styles, he'd be fired on the spot. They sold it like Owens was badly injured with medics at ringside with him and a stretcher out. Mm. They never actually took him out. And even though selling his leg for more than 15 minutes, Styles attacked him again on two occasions. In the next match, one would think this plays into the storyline of the Rumble match and protects Owens since he's probably not going to be near 100%. Zayn pinned Styles in 15:41 in a very good match. Styles did the forearm over the top to the floor. Styles attacked Owens to the floor, kicking his bad leg and punching him. Styles again attacked Owens and knocked him off the stretcher. He got the ring and Zayn landed the halluva kick and a, a blue thunder bomb for the pin. Both French moves. Both in that blue thunder. <laughs> um, Owens is having some legit injury issues at the time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he was having some knee, some knee trouble. And so I'm sure we helped him by putting that calf crusher on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then kicking him off the stretcher. Yeah, yeah, knocking uh, him off the stretcher. KO and Zayn and Styles here, they're laying the foundation at this point that's going to be faces that run the place for basically the next half decade. I mean, yeah. like you said, still going. Uh, as faces, but uh, that was that was incredible to look back on it yeah. now. They're laying that foundation. There. Oh yeah, yeah, and and we and you saw it, what you saw during all this was not only awesome and entertaining, but what what we saw as as the riding team and, and and the leadership is holy mackerel. These guys can do it, and they can do it on a very high level. Um, and to your point, five years later, we're still seeing them do it at that same level. I mean, too bad you beat him too early, but that's fine. You beat Zayn yeah. too early. But if yeah. I'd have not done that, I guess he would have got over. <laughs> we're, we're at the Rumble now, dog. Here we go. Uh -oh, Let's talk a little bit go. about prep for the show. The WWE showed a documentary of the Women's Royal Rumble. Why does that get me every time? The Royal Women's Rumble. Royal it's hard to Rumble. say. And how they practice a lot of it out in the hotel conference room. What do you remember of all that? What say say that part again? They did a documentary on the Rumble and how they practice a lot of it in a hotel conference room before yeah. the rumble do you remember any of that going on i do not uh i mean i would imagine that they documented a lot of that uh yeah. just because it was a historic event and they'll put something together a 24 or whatever and yeah. and run it on the network but i don't you know never go that... to the hotel room or anything the conference room or any of that oh uh yeah all that i just wasn't gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I just imagine they doc they document some of that because of the historic nature of the the first Rumble, Women's Rumble. The show is a critical critical success. The Wrestling Observer readers had it as a seventy nine percent thumbs up, while twenty one percent said thumbs in the middle. So that's no mm -hmm. thumbs down, buddy. Yeah, none down. That's a uh, dang good job. Uh, the how important is constructing the card that makes sense? Is that is that? Yeah, I think it's very important, um, and I. And I think it's always heavily debated um, because people have different feelings about what should be where and when should, when they should be on. And so, so I get that. But yeah, the order is, is talked about a great deal. And then sometimes you get uh, a talent who sees the order and says, and if they got, if they're high enough up the up on the card, they might have the ability to go, Hey, I don't want to go on after such and such. I'd like to go on before them, or I want to go on after such and such or whatever. And then you go like, okay, now we got to weigh that out and see if, you know, Vince wants to do that or whatever. And so things change, you know what I mean? It's nothing, nothing's in, in concrete ever, but the order to me 
is a very important part of the show and it should flow and it should uh, end on the biggest thing that's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's got to, it's got to flow and a, and it should crescendo at the end. A lot of people talked about that the men's Royal Rumble happened before the Raw tag team match and so it hurt the tag team title match. Do you believe that? It's hard to follow a rumble. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, you can't uh, unless you're, so, so it's just like, okay, we're going to have them on early, but we got to put some buffer in between them. Like you don't want to put them back to back. You don't want to, I don't know if you want to bookend with them, but you always have that conversation. And I, I don't remember the decision making on this specifically. Okay. Um, but look, we talked about that every every show, every pay-per-view, everything. You go like, is this the right order? Should we open with something bigger? Should we close with this? Should we, you know what I mean? So you, you think about that and you know, like, okay, it's going to slow them back down. It's going to, everybody's going to settle back down and do a wrestling show. And now there's a tag match and then we're going to get back to another rumble here in a little while. So it's, you know, it's a tough task any way you do it. You can never please everybody. All right, let's run through a little bit of this. And um, the kickoff matches were quick. Uh, they had a bunch of the 205 Live guys in there. Lince Dorado, Kalisto, Gran, yep. Jack Gallagher, Drew Gulak, uh, TJP. The Revival would defeat the OC when Wilder pinned Carl Anderson after a chop block. Uh, there were reports that Dolph Ziggler was originally to face Rude and not be in the Rumble. I don't know if that is accurate, but do know the plan was for Cole and not Mojo Rawley to face Rude as the mystery partner. It was changed, one would think. It was from the NXT side as it served NXT. No purpose to have one of its biggest stars lose an eight-minute pre-show match to Rude, which yeah. kind of makes NXT itself too secondary. The argument worked, and Cole was moved to the Rumble, and Raleigh, who had already lost to Rude in the tournament, was moved into the match. The crowd was clearly not happy with Raleigh as a surprise, but with Cole as the surprise, the crowd may have gotten behind him and not Rude, and they probably wouldn't be happy with the result. So, yeah. Bobby Roode retained the U.S. title over Mojo in 7.36. The crowd turned on Raleigh. Basic match. Raleigh missed a charge and went into the post, and Roode hit the glorious DDT for the pin. One and three quarters star. How Ooh, did the conversation... He's right up there with the outlaws. <laughs> uh, y'all made a career off of it. I don't see anything <laughs> bad of that. How did the conversation of Adam Cole come up, and do you think he would have been cheered and it hurt Roode? Um... That's an interesting what if. There. It is, it is. Where, where, where were we at? What city was this? Do you know? Uh, the Rumble 2018. I'm trying to see if it was in my notes. Apologies here. Yeah, no, I don't know either. We've been, we've been, I've been asking a lot of questions about this show. Oh, I can I don't somebody know that will I was, get it to us. Our, was the I dirt even bag, The D'Angelo dirt bags will get it to us. <laughs> Uh, the location of well, and, and the only reason I ask that is because look, both of them were kind of the the uh, oh Philly, mm, yes. oh yeah, I forgot, yeah, yeah, we we talked about Philly, right? And I'm, going, I'm going back to Philly, um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it would have hurt. It would have hurt Rude when Rude won. You know what I yeah. mean? If that if that was the idea was to for Rude to retain, um, which I, I actually think wouldn't have been a great thing for Adam Cole creatively anyway. Um, so I don't know who – it doesn't seem like that would have got far uh, without being shot down, but I don't know. So I, I, I didn't – I don't really remember that. That was talked about above my pay grade. You know this, we – if you stomach is rumbling and you're ever in Baltimore, you need to stop by oh. our friends Jimmy Fam Jimmy's Famous Seafood Dog. Yeah, it's like the that, Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is a destination. It is something – 
It has Ooh. been needing to happen for a long time, and that is that Jimmy's Famous Seafood will now deliver to your front Front door. door. Oh, we have weird porno music for this one, too. Cool. I don't know if it's weird. Eat a crab cake. Wait. Eat a crab. Eat oh. a crab cake. Crab cake. Oh. I love Ship Jimmy's fam- same uh, Jimmy's famous seafood uh, crab Shamus cakes, man. Food. Yeah, I you love. know the famous seafood. Uh, free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125, excluding Steve Crabs and fresh items. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is use the promo code. D-O-double-G. Oh, man. The crab cakes, the soups, the chowders, the oysters. Oh, let me tell you. I know it's a seafood place. It's famous damn seafood, dog, but they got incredible steaks there. Desserts and gluten-free items as well. Incredible crab cakes, dog. Look, it's called jimmysfamousseafood.com is where you go and order it. $125 $125 and you get the shipping for free, right? What's wrong with that? No, ain't nothing wrong with that because for $125 you get a buttload oh. of, of seafood and it is fresh seafood from the from Maryland up there where the seafood's real, like down here in the in the in the Gulf Coast. But so man, it's the it's the best seafood I've ever had. And I live on the Gulf Coast, and so that's saying something. You know what's gonna make a great gift? One of the boxes from oh, yeah. Jimmy's famous seafood. That includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature bay sauce. Or, hey, we got the big old NFL game. The playoffs are in full swing. And the tailgate bundle gets you two pounds of wings, a full rack of barbecue ribs, a pound of crab dip, and the crab cake mix. Or the crab dip, too. Package. That's right. They'll let you just mix it. We're always talking about packages. Over 40 years in the business, it has been featured on diners, dine-ins, and dives, beat body play, and more. What's that promo code, dog? D-O-double-G. It's really a destination eatery, and now that destination is your front door. Jimmy's FamousSeafood.com. Promo code, come with me to Famous Jimmy's. Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Okay, I had this crab cake burger last time I was there. It was No way. Yeah, God, crab. Because insane. you know what's great about their crab cakes is this, you think a crab cake burger, well, that's too much bread. Their crab cake doesn't have no bread in it. It's all crab. I don't know how I stick it together. It was, ba- yeah, it was basically. It's incredible. Just enough to keep the crab on yeah. my burger. That's yeah. basically what it is. And I don't mind picking it up with my fingers and put it in my mouth either. What are we talking about? Submitting <laughs> kink. The pay-per-view itself finally opens with AJ Styles retaining the WWE title in a handicap matchup for KO and Sami Zayn. Zayn worked most of the way, but Owens was in and didn't seem limited. Styles did lots of cool moves. The highlight was Owens giving Styles a monkey flip into Zayn, but Styles flew into Zayn and gave him a head scissors takeover. He got the calf crusher on Owens, but Zayn saved. The crowd booed the save. Owens jumped in and super kicked Styles and went for the pop-up powerbomb, but Styles reversed into a front-rolling cradle for the pin. The key is that Owens wasn't the legal man in the ring. Owens and Zayn complained backstage after the match to Shane McMahon about them getting screwed. (laughs) Three and a half stars here. Smart finish for sure with all the issues with Shane and Brian happening, mm. like you mentioned, the Game of Thrones storyline. Yeah. But you're opening the pay-per-view with a world title match. Yes. This is rare. It is rare, but it's it, to me, it's like if you're viewing, are you mad? 
No. Like, it seems like, holy crap, they're going to give us this right now? I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, so we, we, we attack it that way. And when I book live events, I attack it that way, too. Like, get, grab me. When that first bell rings, grab me with something. And, and I can, you can take me down here in a little while. But grab me and take me on a ride. You know what I mean? And so, man, three and a quarter stars or three and a half stars or whatever. And they even beat the wrong guy. You know what's interesting? <laughs> it's so great wrestlers that Meltzer puts them over and gives them all these stars, they can't even beat the right person. <laughs> it's interesting to me the uh, comparison. A lot of uh, stand-up comedians uh, that I've worked with and, and my own personal philosophy as well, same theory is we always got our closer. We know yeah, what our closer yeah. joke's going home on. I got that. On, I got the main event. a lot of them go, I'm going to put my second best heat I'm going to put it at the front. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when they're the most hot. They're most willing to be involved. It's just They've like got a, all their energy. It's speaking in public yeah. 101. Know your audience and, and hook them. Go em. down. Yeah, hook them <laughs> <up. laughs> and then take them on a ride. Uh, with the terms of communication over the same spots being used... Uh, because uh, is that something that Vince would have an issue with? If Yes. Okay. Everybody it, would have an issue with that. And if it, it happened, there was an issue. And it was talked about, and the producers got yelled at, and the whole nine. Oh, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know what you're talking about, but just hearing it, like, no, that's, that's unacceptable. Usos won two straight falls over Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin to retain the SmackDown tag titles in 13:52. The first fall was actually really good, but the flat finish ruined it. Gable chop blocked Jimmy and Benjamin wrapped his leg around the post. Benjamin also used the chop block. Gable used some dragon screws. Uh, do you get those from W uh, from Home Depot? Yeah, Lowe's? I got them at Lowe's actually. Okay, yeah, that's dragon good. screws. It's basically just a Phillips head with a tail. <laughs> a tail. Uh, really, the match should have been one fall, says the Wrestling Observer, and ended there, but they did a second fall. Gable and Benjamin took out Jimmy with a sky-high bulldog to the floor, but Jimmy recovered and pinned Benjamin with an inside cradle. Three stars. Three stars. He said it was flat and buried it, but he gave it three stars. Do you remember if this got cut short on time? I mean, it's still 14 minutes, but... You know, a tag team match with the yeah, title. it might have, it might have, especially if that first one went long. Okay. You know, and look, that happens. People, you haven't allotted time, but but you start thinking about okay, so we're gonna come out of the heat right there and start my comeback. What do you think? Four minutes for that all the way through, or you know what I mean? And so you're yeah. guessing right then on on things that so many variables that you can't possibly put a number on it, but you're guessing and you go like, okay, yeah. And so then it takes six minutes for you to get all the way through to the finish and you come back and they go, Hey, you went two minutes heavy and you go, Oh crap, I'm sorry. But now you're two minutes heavy. And so yeah, if you have a time constraint at all, and look, sometimes on pay-per-views we did, sometimes we didn't, but if you have a time constraint, you're two minutes heavy now, and you're dipping into your any any uh, savings account, you know, time that you've put in. Because Billy Billy Kidman does all the timing, and he'll always have some in the bank. You go come up there and go, hey, you got five minutes, and he's like, I got four, you know, or whatever. And so, yeah. you know, you, you, it's just look, it's timing. The show is not a science, but it's a really tricky science. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense, but it's just they do it to the second, and I mean to the second time down the show but then there's a bunch of human beings going out there and jumping off top ropes onto each other. 
So crap happens, you know what I mean? And so time, yeah, that's good. You put 15 minutes on there, but I think I pulled my hamstring. So I'm going to take a little longer <laughs> selling this for a second. Again, I don't want to insert myself into this. It just, it's, <laughs> it, it's funny to me, the, the same theory on a comedy show of, you know, a lot of times when I'm headlining, if you, yeah. especially if you got two shows, yeah. we got a, the club goes, you got to end here. So we got time to flip the room, get a whole yeah. new crowd yeah. in. And, you know, here we go. First, first guy goes over his time. Now the second guy goes, well, yeah. I'm going to cut mine short. I want my time. Right. I, I'm then, doing <laughs> my five minutes or I'm doing my 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And, and, and the last guy who was the biggest draw now has three minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? And by and the so, way, I'll, I'll do a tight three for you if I'm getting the same check. <laughs> but I'm trying to get over. You know what I mean? I'm, I, yeah. Guys You're try- are going, this no, is my No, actually, time. you are trying to get I over. Am, but, it yeah, is yeah. your time. You know yeah. what I mean? And you and you are trying. I'm trying to and be I fun do and establish myself. And yeah. you know what I mean? I'm trying to do this for myself. And these other guys screwed me because they went heavy. Yeah, and, but, and like you said, maybe the they real didn't realize thing. it. Maybe no, they, no, they don't. Maybe somebody I, spilled something in their joke, and they went, yeah. "I got to start it over." It's yeah. just crazy how it, 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 because that's human. You're, you're looking at a clock, and then you're talking about fifty people fighting, fake fighting each other, and figuring out exactly <laughs> when to go to go to commercial break and not. You know what I mean? Uh, next up, Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble oh, in sixty-five yes, minutes and twenty seconds. It started with Rusev and Finn Balor. It was huge Rusev Day chants, and some members of the crowd were singing with Aiden English. Not all of it, but just some of the highlights. Ty Dillinger was coming next, but backstage, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat him up, and Zayn <laughs> hit the ring to take his place. Heath Slater spent a lot of time outside the ring and was finally thrown in by Sheamus and eliminated in two seconds. Does anybody care about being in the bushwhacker spot of just a few spe- seconds, dog? Yeah. I, I I never forget, uh, and I always I don't forget his name. Miracle Milan Miracle, um, San, Santino Santino uh, Santino Morella. Oh, yeah. um, he would always come to me and go, "I can be out of there in thirty seconds." I no, <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, "That's awesome!" Uh, but yeah, somebody's always at the at the Ric Flair show we did. Uh, Cal Hero, the fanny pack kid. Came oh, yeah. to me and came to me and said, "Hey man, I'm getting thrown out first. And I said, <laughs> "I said, good for you, dude." And he was like, "Yeah." They asked if anybody cared about being thrown out first. I told him I don't mind. And I said, "Good for you, dude." And he got paid, and he, nobody ever even saw him. He got thrown out of there, so no no harm on his character going forward. <laughs> but isn't it great for you as a as somebody in the business where you go, that guy's ready to go. Oh yeah, he's and ready. If we're going to tell him to do something, he's going to do yeah, something. Yeah, he's going to do it. I love him, and I love his yeah. attitude. And he and and he'll he'll not only do what I say, he'll make it his own. And do you know what I mean? And so that's what you that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? It's How like was he you, Slater here? Oh, he's great. He thought yeah. always great to me. He's Slater. Look, we I put the titles on him and Rhino. You know what I mean? When I yeah. first took over uh, uh, SmackDown, they were the first tag champs. You know, and, and so. I, he's a, I love Heath, man. He's a great guy. He's, a, he's funny. He can work. He's still doing good stuff, just not in our company, you know? Uh, usually in the Rumble, you know this, we're going to get a Kofi Kingston spot, and yep. it's going to be wild and be crazy. Awesome. Does he does he come up with that idea and you guys work around it, or how is that Yeah, 100%. We go like, what do you, you know, and, and he 
talks about it throughout, you know, all year or two. And, and uh, what, what's bad is now they got like some other gymnastics people that can do that too. And if other people do it now, it's like, but Kofi started that. That'll yes. forever be the Kofi spot. And, uh, and yeah, he comes up with it and we figure out how to implement it. You know what I mean? Uh, one of my favorites, the hurricane was a special surprise. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the commentators noted how much he had well added to his belly a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Always good to see Shane Helms. For right? sure. Why did they pick on Shane? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, hurricane's got to be have some girth to it. You know what I mean? It's going it's going <laughs> to do some been, damage. He was category five. Number <laughs> eighteen, baby. Cat, cat five. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, it. Adam Cole gets a gigantic pop and almost being eliminated by Randy Orton. Got a lot of heel heat after his takeover match the night before. Was it tough to balance the night after a takeover with the crowd? Well, especially in the cities we do it in sometimes. Oh, yeah. is definitely... Um, and look, I don't know how to say this, and it's just a fact, but I don't know how to phrase it. But but some of the cities in the bigger Mark Phillies being one of them are, are, are a smarter crowd, and they enjoy the, the smarter things about our industry. Where a layperson, if they were watching, wouldn't feel the same way and wouldn't understand why. And so, yeah, it's difficult, especially in Philly, but it's also in like a, a, a Brooklyn or a Chicago or a Toronto. Um, West Coast, it would probably be, you know, uh, Portland or something, uh, Portland, Oregon, or, or Seattle. But, but like, bigger, big markets like that, sometimes they're just, Phoenix is kind of like that, too. It's getting getting that way a little bit, Las Vegas. Uh, from Meltzer, Ray Mysterio was next in to a big reaction. Mysterio flipped Cole out. Roman Reigns was next in. Reigns was booed like crazy and throwing people <laughs> around. Uh, <laughs> Reigns... Uh, Reigns first threw out O'Neal. Reigns tried to throw out Miz, but Dallas and Axel saved Miz. Rollins then gave Miz a curb stomp, and Reigns then powerbombed Miz over the top rope into Axel and Dallas. Reigns then threw out Rollins. Rollins just smiled about it, as did Reigns. Goldust came in at number 29, and Dolph Ziggler at 30. Ooh. Ziggler super kicked Goldust out. Ziggler hit the zigzag on Nakamura. Balor threw Ziggler out. I was dumbfounded they did this angle where Ziggler walked out for weeks only to bring him back here and just a short thing with no storyline at all. So it came down to the three longtime main eventers in Orton, Cena, and Mysterio against the new stars of Reigns, Balor, and Nakamura. Meltzer seems to be confused by the Ziggler angle Were you. Did it make sense to you? You were there. No, it didn't. It, it it was look. We were trying stuff with Dolph and trying to give him a new thing, but I don't think we knew exactly what we were doing. It was I think it was a, a grasping at straws kind of thing with him and just saying like, okay, this this ain't working. And so there was some very uh, jerky storyline moves with him in this in this time frame. So I think this was one of those things where it was just like. What what you know he he's got to come back for the rumble because we need him in the rumble you know what I mean or whatever it's like okay just bring him back then um, so so it's it's look it's one of those things where that that's not his fault you know what I mean that's not he brings everything to the table and then we drop the ball creatively that's not that's not on him and and I'm not saying we drop the ball creatively I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I guess I, spot, I guess I am saying. We, him into the weird spot. Yeah yeah we we we. I had him walk out and leave and do, and we started something and we didn't finish it. You know what I mean? We, we, uh, we got back too quick, too, too fast, maybe three and a half minutes. That's what I heard from Dom. Looking at the end of the, 
Looking at the end of this, Orton, Cena, and Mysterio across from Reigns, Balor, Nakamura. Is this kind of a passing the torch moment? Yeah, and I think it's uh, very poignant it's that it's in Philly. You know what I mean? Like one of these kind of different crowds that's that's not, not with, you know, Cena sucks more, more than let's go Cena. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think it was all done by design in a, in a cool, cool way. You mentioned it. The fans started chanting, you both suck at Cena and Reigns. God, you got to love Philly. Uh, Nakamura know. and Balor went at it. The crowd was hot for him. Reigns used the Samoan drop on Cena. Cena threw out Balor, who had lasted 57 minutes and 30 mm. seconds. Cena hit the attitude adjustment on Reigns. Nakamura then hit the Kinshasa on <laughs> Cena and eliminated him. So that was the first knee to the face. This oh. left Nakamura with Reigns. Nakamura used a triangle, and Reigns picked him up for the one-arm powerbomb. Reigns then went for a spear but ran into a knee. Nakamura hit the Kinshasa off a middle <laughs> rope on Reigns. Nakamura went for another Kinshasa, but Reigns speared him. Reigns oh. went to follow up and got hit with a Kinshasa <laughs> and was eliminated. Four and a quarter stars for the Rumble. Wow. It's crazy to look back now, but Nakamura winning this over Reigns was a big deal. I remember watching this and going into that mania. Man, Nakamura is on fire. So this is the mania that was in New Orleans, huh? So I wrestled on this WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. yeah. This was Operation Kia Sorrento. <laughs> it was. <laughs> If you don't know Operation Kiss Rento, go listen to the past episodes. We've talked about it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so uh, this was a big deal, him getting a dub over Reigns. Yeah, yeah. a huge, huge deal. And yeah. and look, it was rightfully so. Like, he was hot as fire right then, man. And and and, uh, and in being introduced to a domestic wrestling audience that, that either knew him or did not. But, but this was uh, putting him on the launch pad for sure. Could you see SmackDown being built around him? I don't know. I, I, obviously not because I built it around AJ Styles uh, <laughs> but, but when I was writing. But uh, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yes, I think you. Could, I think yeah. he could be the champion. I don't know if he would need a mouthpiece because I do think there's something just leaked on me. Just <laughs> <laughs> a bird. Some Maybe bird it's knocking around his wet yeah. hair. We saw him standing on the top rope right there. But yeah, I don't know. I, he might could be a. He, he might, yeah, I could have built the show around him, and I think I would have just had to have a mouthpiece. Or again, I've said this before, I'm not, a, I'm not against subtitles. I think somebody talking in their native tongue and subtitling it is totally acceptable, um, especially if you're a global uh, entertainment conglomerate. You know what I mean? You're going to have people who speak different languages. Yep. Sheamus and Cesaro then won the Raw Tag Team titles over Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. The in bar. 12 minutes and 45 seconds, the crowd was completely dead here. There was literally <laughs> nothing they could do. Cesaro threw Jordan into the post right away to explain Jordan not working. It turned into a handicap match. We, we'd already had one this show, and Rollins was worked over for several minutes. Then Sheamus missed a tackle, and you guessed it, went shoulder first into the post. Rollins <laughs> used a frog splash on both and then started selling the knee. Jordan then got to the apron and tagged himself in. Jordan then started holding his head like he had a concussion. Oh. He then walked out of the ring holding his head and tagged Rollins back in. Rollins attacked both guys. This probably would have worked in any situation other than this. Sheamus <laughs> hit a brogue kick on Rollins, and he and Cesaro did the double-team white noise and Cesaro pin Rollins. Two and a quarter stars. Oh. Shoulder into the post spot happens again. 
this is what we were hinting at earlier. Yeah. How did no one catch the same finish here again? Plus, like we mentioned, they were in a tough spot here immediately following that hot rumble. Yeah. So, so, look, unacceptable. Like it really is. Is and but but I also want to in the same breath I want to say how difficult it is to because the producer and all the the participants of the match while the other match is going on, the one that we spoke about earlier, they're back there putting theirs together and not standing around watching the show. And so unless I know, or somebody hears them talking about it and goes, Hey, we're doing that. Or somebody sees that and hears them and go, Hey, they just did that. You know what I mean? Like you almost got to get, it's very difficult to watch. And I always preach this, you know, please watch the matches before you and make sure you don't do, because it is okay. If look, if they do a shoulder to the post, three matches ago and then this other guy does it like okay whatever they didn't you know but if you just keep doing them back to back that's a negative so yeah you try to keep that from happening but it's very difficult for everybody to watch every match and then go okay now we're ready for our match that we haven't talked about at all because we had to watch every other match and go out there and make sure we don't do the same thing don't lock up don't take me in an arm bar (laughs) on top of all this we've mentioned it before again on this podcast uh, Jordan was really hurt and sadly yeah. would never wrestle again after yeah. this. So they're all in a bad spot. They're also in that no-win situation with yeah. the with the crowd heat here. But uh, look at Jason about, Jordan though. Oh, incredible! I, like I don't I don't know what you Creator think wrestler. about what an what a what an incredible human being. Like what a what a specimen. Uh, I, I in, would love when to, in, hey when in Rome. Yeah, I would love to know though. I mean, and you'll. You know, maybe you'd have to talk to those guys at some point. Maybe it wasn't supposed to end with the shoulder post and, you know, Jordan getting hurt and the whole deal. I, I don't yeah, know. it all may have. Th- but look, he was really hurt and he never wrestled again. That's so, what I mean. You yeah, know, that you can. thrown everything off. So, so instead of saying, man, this really sucked. They did that. It would have worked any other time. <laughs> Why not say, like, holy crap, the magic they did with a guy who will never wrestle again due to the injury he had right then during that match? Come on, guys. God darn. She lifted the <laughs> car off the baby. You don't talk about what kind of tires are on the friggin' thing. Well, I think, I think we, you know, there's that deals fans and Meltzer's watching it like we are. You don't know if it's a Hey, you know injury. what I think, though? Sometimes oh. I think uh, I do two words, but if I had three, it would be save with Conrad. All right, by now, guys, you know, I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be fun. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. 
We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash, and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back, or one day we want to upgrade to hardwood floors, or remodel the kitchen, or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084. Equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%. You know, you can do better with the mortgage though. You may not know this. The interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you could get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments, buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or Hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. We're the Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane match was heard by its placement, but there were a lot of issues with it. It was the yeah. stunt show match as opposed to a straight wrestling match like Lesnar's singles match with yeah. Strowman was, but it still didn't get over. The concept of the match was to get Strowman over strong while still having Lesnar win at the end. There was also much talked about issue in the match where Strowman threw a hard knee to mm. Lesnar's head. Lesnar then drilled him with a punch. It was clear that Lesnar meant to shake him up with it, basically as a warning, but not to really hurt him because yeah. he could have had he been really mad. <laughs> yeah. Strowman was, was wildly shaking up. The, the footage of that was funny, too. It shows like the, him getting need. Like he need he need Brock hard, <laughs> like right in the face. And it was like a nada. And you just see immediately... <laughs> Brock, let me go and look at the exact, exact same thing happened to me and Sean Spears, only I'm not Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Lesnar just oh. told Strowman to calm down while drilling him because he was getting careless. Then again, given Lesnar's reputation, there is irony to that, says the Observer. Brock Lesnar retained the Universal title in a three-way over Kane and Braun Strowman in 10:58. I mean, whew. Lesnar hits Ooh. you with the right hand. Uh, <laughs> he got his attention. I can tell you. Did you, you that guys much. immediately see it backstage? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You know, when you, when you've been doing it for a while and you watch, you see little intricacies that that the lay person may not see. But uh, but yeah, you know, like oh God, dirty got him, and then the next thing you see is oh, he got him back. There you go. Now we're even. We can move forward. <laughs> we uh, don't have to do this. Uh, plus, watching it, you can see the effort is there with those guys. The work yeah. is okay as well. But is it tough to get heat on Brock too? Yeah, as well? yeah. And even though he can sell really well, like I and I and I, I say this all the time. Every time you see him, Brock sells like a yeah. champion, like it, like it's real. And 
and I'm going to say something that's really going to make Meltzer mad. Um, I saw shades of a Brock Lesnar in Ronda Rousey's match when she wrestled Raquel Gonzalez the other night. Like, she was taking some bumps. And I mean taking them. And, and volunteering her body like Brock does uh, to sell for people. And, and that was, it was impressive to me. Uh, as impressive as I've seen her. Other than in the cage. You know, yeah. killing people for real. <laughs> At the finish, Lesnar gave Strowman three German suplexes. Strowman got right back up and power slammed Lesnar through a table, but Kane <laughs> saved. Kane was supposed to put Strowman through a table, and he pushed him, and Strowman went through, but it looked real bad, says yeah. the observer. Kane choke slammed Strowman, and Lesnar saved. Lesnar went for the F5 on Kane, but Strowman broke it up and gave Lesnar a German suplex. Kane was supposed to break up a Strowman and Lesnar uh, power slam, but wasn't there, so Strowman didn't even cover Lesnar after his big move. Instead, he waited, then delivered a second power slam, and this time Kane was ready and hit <laughs> Strowman with two that. chairs. Lesnar then threw Kane into Strowman and gave him an F5 on the chairs for the pin. After the match, Strowman pushed how Lesnar never beat him. Two stars from the Observer. <laughs> Uh, is this just miscommunication? Is somebody not on the same page? What yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just somebody not knowing where they're at, somebody missing one thing, and it's an important thing. And so you notice, you know what I mean? You hope that when you mess up, you don't. nobody notices, but you notice something like that. Truth be told, he could have kicked, if he'd have thought straight, he would have topped him and said, kick out, and then hit him with a second one. You know what I mean? And then the breakup happens. You go, dang, what, do you beat him with that one? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he just... That's that's Braun being new in the industry and and nervous and he just got his bell rung by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's got a plan until Brock Lesnar punches you. Punches in the face. you. Yeah. All right, here we then go. You just have, then you just have a pant full of crap <laughs> <laughs> and a bloody nose. <laughs> then you just Steven Seagal everywhere. The first ever Women's Royal Rumble was really built around a ton of women from the past. The decision was to use as many as possible since they were filming interviews for a documentary about the prior era of women's wrestling. It only wound up with two women from NXT, champion Ember Moon and Sane. Because the show oh, was yeah. designed to end with Rousey, the women were moved to the main event position and word of them going on last came the morning of the show. And while nobody, including the participants... We're told about Rousey. Most everyone figured out that was the reason. Dog, when did you? When were you told? When did you figure out that this was going to be the main event? So, so I, I knew it before uh, you did, but I, did, I didn't know it much longer. Um, and so, no, I knew it was the main event. But I did even before I knew about Ronda Rousey. I didn't know. I didn't know about Ronda, and I knew it was the main event. And and the reason was like I feel like it's the right thing to do. Like it's the first women's Royal rumble. You put that on the main event and you, you give them something spectacular and crown a crown, a new person who's going to WrestleMania. And then here comes her. And it, it makes perfect sense from a business standpoint, from, from every standpoint, Lesnar, that match and everybody knew wasn't going to, or shouldn't close the show. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, and, and right, wrong or indifferent. I love every member of the, that were in there, Braun and Kane and, and Brock all, but Kane was older then, and you know what I mean? And he worked yeah. with me and Billy, the other two older, other old guys uh, at Mania that year. So we knew it wasn't going to be the main event of the show after two true Rumble matches. You know what I mean? And so 
So you throw it on there and you throw the women on last. And, and honestly, I thought the women was on last because we, we did it that way by design. I didn't, I didn't, until I knew Ronda Rousey was coming out, I was like, oh yeah, that's why they did it. <laughs> that's probably why they did it. But I, I just thought it should have been last anyway. And rightfully so. Like it's, we're making history here. And so it's going to follow everything that's been on the show because it's brand new and ain't never been done. And, and it's really cool, a cool moment for everybody. Let's get into those moments. Oscar won the women's Royal Rumble in 59 minutes and one second. Maria Menounos came out as the ring announcer and was booed a little bit. She introduced <laughs> Stephanie McMahon as guest commentator, who was booed a lot. Uh, McMahon <laughs> is now the trailblazer for the women's revolution. Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair were brought out to sit at ringside. Nia Jax was the real monster, and there are a bunch of women from the past in the match yep. between Lita, Tori Wilson, Molly Holly, Michelle McCool, Vicky Guerrero, Kelly Kelly, Jacqueline, Beth Phoenix, and the Bella Twins. How did it feel to see all those women from the past coming back? Uh, it was cool. And, and it's yeah. also, uh, I mean, look who we crowned as the winner of the, of the Rumble, Asuka, and her, you know, and her, her kind of introduction into a bigger crowd on the main roster. And so here she is winning the first ever Women's Royal Rumble and going to WrestleMania. And, and rightfully so, just like Nakamura, you could build a you could build a show around her no problem at all because she has such charisma and and a positive energy that she just exudes. It's crazy. Nakamura same way. Uh, they they both really get it and they and they flaunt it. They got it and they flaunt it. You know what I mean? We love it too. Yeah, me uh, too. The big the big name is Trish Stratus who returns at number thirty as well. Yep, nice troll Trish. Do you know of anyone else that was considered and was wanted for that rumble that didn't happen? Or did you, did you guys? No, get I think we got. I'm pretty sure we got everybody we wanted because it was a big deal and everybody wanted to be in. So everybody we wanted, we got. Uh, unless, unless the you know Dave Meltzer knows some inside story <laughs> about uh, you know May Young not signing the contract or something. Uh, Stratus kicked Mickey James off the top rope to the floor. Everyone left throughout Jacks. Banks threw out Bailey, her best friend. Bailey took a great bump. Natalia put Stratus in the sharpshooter, but Ooh. Stratus got out and kicked Natalia out. Banks threw out Stratus. The final four were Oscar Banks and the Bellas. The Bellas Ooh. threw out Banks. Oscar then started throwing hard kicks to both Bellas. <laughs> Nikki got uh, got to hit her TKO on Oscar and threw out Bree. Oscar yes. and Nikki were left, and Oscar used a missile drop kick. Nikki nailed Asuka with a forearm, and she was hanging on the apron, but Asuka used her legs to pull Nikki over the ropes, and both were on the apron. And then Asuka kicked Nikki off to win three and a quarter stars Wow! the first Women's Royal Rumble. It is reported, this is a fun one for you, right. it is reported that the winner of the match was going to come down to Nia or Asuka. One of them was supposed to win. Do you remember that discussion and how we got to Oscar? Do you remember mm. that at all? I do not remember that. I, I thought it was Oscar. Oscar. I, I thought it was Oscar from the get go. Okay. And look, I think if you think about how they executed it too, what what more heat is there in Philly than for the Bella Twins to throw out uh, <laughs> Mercedes? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Sasha Banks. So so what what heat? And then then the Bella Twin gets rid of her. There's another uh, one of those moments that you talked about earlier uh, that, that where it doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as you're in a cool moment. And so there's another one. And then this is all just after the last four. There's there's three big moments there. You know what I mean? And so 
I don't know. I loved it. I loved how they executed it. I loved how they put it together, and I thought it was great, and I love Oscar. You know what I mean? I'm a huge Oscar fan. Um, maybe I could be her, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Let's go. Well, I'm sorry can, I for that. Can I be your Paul Heyman? <laughs> uh, after the match, Charlotte Flair and Bliss came to the ring with Asuka. Asuka was supposed to make her pick. It was very clear the fans wanted to see her against Charlotte and not Ooh. Bliss. But when Ronda Rousey's music played and she came out, she got a good pop, but it probably wasn't as loud as they were expecting and didn't nearly as big as it did in steel shot form. <laughs> When they put together the video package, whatever that means. But that's the job of people putting these packages together to find the people with shot looks and make it look like the whole crowd was like that. Yeah, uh, of course that's their job. <laughs> yeah, that's so th Thanks for that dynamite drop-in, Uncle Dave. So without Dave's <laughs> uh, thinking, let's just ask you, since you were there and backstage, how happy was everyone with her debut and the reaction? And did you think... This is going to be a big deal like she has become all these years later. Look, I, I did. And look, there's a part of me that's, that's if I'm a talent and I'm standing in that ring and I just won and I'm looking and I don't know and then she comes out, I'd be pissed. Like I, I would be. And, I, and that's just all there is to it. If I didn't know, if I was standing in there and didn't know. Um, and I look, a lot of the hardcore fans kind of pooped on the moment and said like, oh, dang, man, she shouldn't have come out there. And these girls were whatever. But, but that's... That's neither here nor there because only 21% of you, Uncle Dave said, thumb sideways. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so did it get the pop it we expected it to get? Yeah. Did it get the reaction we expected it to get? Yeah. It got a huge reaction uh, all across the wrestling world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else you can, what, you know, you could have done it differently and you can argue to do it differently would be better, but that's not how we did it. We did it this way and it got the reaction that we expected and that we, uh, you know, <laughs> thought was it was warranted, and and she's here now. And holy crap, this girl's got a title opportunity. But now the baddest woman in the world's here. What's going to happen now? I got to tune in Monday. Well, it's like it's like we've we've mentioned moments and the happenings, yeah. and just like the still shot. If you're watching on YouTube that we threw up, I I'll, I think a lot of wrestling fans remember that moment when you go. We've got Charlotte and Alexa, two of the best. That's why yeah. they've got the straps. We've got Oscar, who's just been crowned the new hot thing. Yeah. And now we've got a Ronda Rousey coming into the picture out of nowhere. What a moment that was just Curve for them ball. four women. Yeah, for, for sure. And and so, I, look, I would have been mad, but it would have just been my ego that was mad. You know what I mean? Like, it's totally, if I could get past my ego, I would go, oh, my God, I was just in the ring with those other three people. That was incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she came out. We're going to WrestleMania. Oh, my God. But But my ego would have said, Come on, man. You could at least... I'd have just been mad because they didn't tell me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, didn't, you kept something from me, man. Buttholes. By the way, can we... If you're watching on YouTube, can we throw that shot up? Can we give a shout out to Where's Waldo in the front row? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, front what's row. What's going on there? Definitely. It looks... it, where's Waldo? He's in Philly. Front row. <laughs> Looking at all these ladies' booties. And it looks like Jonah Hill, kind of. <laughs> well, uh, well, it looks is like it him in a fat Jonah home. Hill or skinny Jonah Hill? I think he's kind of... He's mid. That was when okay. he was... In the middle mid, of the diet, still main card. Uh, all right, dog, we are finished uh, with the show. Oh, my I think Lord. it's got to be a relief with it all over. And considering, I mean, especially you saw the, even the crowd, we talked about it. Yeah. Nobody with the thumbs down. This is a relief that basically this all went well. It did all go well. And, and, and it went as planned. And so do you, could you go back and pick, pick it apart and dissect it post-show? Heck, yeah, you can. 
that's what Dave's made a living off of for 30, 40 years now, um, is just going back and watching what people have created and then trying to tear it apart instead of create anything on his own. So anyway, I didn't mean to get angry there, uh, <laughs> but I, I do want to give him the stossel slap. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Is that we'll up look yet? Th- I don't know. Is stossel slap ready yet? I don't know. We're trying to get a T-shirt. I'm just made. saying, yeah. not, slap. It's in the works. Uh, Stossel uh, yeah. slap shirt. Yeah, so be soon. on the lookout for that. And that'll be at boxofgimmicks.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're not watching this, make sure you go to bagofjohnsons.com. That'll take you right to our YouTube. Yeah. Where we've got uh, new YouTube exclusives going on there. Yeah. So if you're just listening to this, we appreciate you consuming it. If you've got time, go to bagofjohnsons.com. <laughs> And check out our YouTube and what we've got going on there. Where That's Dog awesome. just recently did a YouTube exclusive on yeah. CM Punk. Not too long ago about Punk and what his future looks Ooh. like in the, in the professional wrestling slash sports entertainment industry. And hey, the future looks bright. I don't know if he's got to wear shades or not, but, but it's bright. He's got a spot somewhere. That's for dang sure. Well, we've got a spot now for fan questions, my friend. Fan <laughs> questions. Fan questions, all right. Uh, Luis Mendoza said... Uh, he's also said he's Luis from New Jersey. Uh, Road Dog, right. first I want to say that you do come off as a standoffish person in person, but I still love you. Mm. Okay. that's. I'm sorry that I feel standoffish, but sometimes I have to take moments for myself to keep my brain from jumping out each year <laughs> because I'm his, crazy. <laughs> his question is, did you all even bother to tell Rhonda where the hard camera was? And whose idea was it to tell Rhonda to obsessively and annoyingly keep pointing to the WrestleMania sign? I do love you both, though, he said. Yeah. Hey, so so truth be told, I don't think anybody, I think they said go out there and when you get out there, point to the, point to the hard, or, you know, face the hard camera and point to the sign. Um, I remember her pointing at it for, for an extended period of time. <laughs> it, it, it got a little bit like, okay, you can you can put your arm down now. Uh, but nobody told her to do that. Nobody. That's what I. That's one thing I love, and I don't want to take up too much time. But people think like that we make the gear for them, and we tell them what to wear, and tell them how to act, and it's like. It's not not the case. We tell them how not to act, uh, but only when <laughs> only when they act out of uh, you know out of uh, out of bounds. My gosh! And look, and yes, she's come out to to UFC fights many times. Yeah, this is a whole different thing. A whole this different is, ball of wax. And she look, don't know she, how they're going to react. Nobody does. Uh, she, and she, she don't know what she's doing. For, that's for what the, I'm saying. That's the this first time foreign. ever. She, she's come leaps and bounds, dude. That that match I just saw her have with Raquel Gonzalez. I don't know. That's a different Ronda Rousey. I saw her taking, throwing her body into bumps for Ra- Ra- uh, Raquel to make her look strong. And man, it was it was. Impressive to me. Uh, maybe people disagree with me. Zoe Lopez wants to know, dog, if the purpose of the rumble is to be the last man standing, why do competitors run to the ring almost every time? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, it, but truth, truth be told, it's kind of an old thing where you go, look, I, I got two minutes to make a dent in this whole show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run out, and for two minutes, I, I'm going to have my spotlight and so I think everybody tries to get in that spotlight as quick as they can. Yeah, you don't want to spend a minute and a half on the ramp. Unless you're staying in there for a long time. You know what I mean? If you're winning the thing, that may make sense. But I got two minutes, and then somebody, Braun Strowman's <laughs> throwing me off. So, Over at adfreeshows.com, Yambag Jones. Oh, there's in. my boy, YBJ. 
What would it take for Dog to get Cassio a run in in this year's Rumble? <laughs> and Cassio, what would your theme song be? Finally, what do you say about getting old Yambag a spot in the Rumble? I promise I, too, am a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart. <laughs> I, I, so I can't get either one of you in there, but I love Yambag Jones. <laughs> Yambag Jones is the best. Um, what James, would your music be, though? Ooh, what would my music be? Um, yeah. I used to say my walkout music, like if I was a baseball player or whatever, would be um, it's a song by uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and it's he starts it off by saying, Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. Which is always a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it. And then I also check out a song called Big Velvet. <laughs> no, it would not be Christopher Cross Sailing. <laughs> Check out a song called Big Vip. Oh, go. Me away to where I, I don't know the words, but I used to love that movie. Do you remember the movie uh, with... Uh, Every movie in the 80s had it. That had this song, but it was... Uh, Sailing. It was a little British guy. Oh, my God. I can't remember think of his name. <laughs> movie? His, it, the movie was one, one name. I could have sworn it started with an M. Like... Arthur. It's not an M, it's an A. <laughs> Arthur. Holy mackerel, I thought it was like Manny or something. Uh, Arthur. Oh my God, what a movie. What was his name? Who? Christopher Cross? Dudley, Dudley Moore. Moore. Dudley Moore. Dudley Son of a bee sting. This Dominic D'Angelo's on top of his game, I'm telling you. Next question. I did not know we had an Arthur expert in the house <laughs> on our staff. That would be we Dominic D'Angelo. Uh, by the it. way, Check out a song called Big Velvet by Paul Cawthon. You'll love it, and I, I think it should be a whole personality. What's his, Paul, what's his last name? Cawthon, C-A-U-T-H-E-N. Cawthon, got it. Uh, he also, he's known for his best song, Cocaine Country Dancing. Um, oh, yeah. Do a little cocaine country dancing with you. Um, Dang, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, you should hear him do it. <laughs> you think uh, that sounds good. <laughs> you think you hate it now. Wait till you uh, taste it. All right, a couple more and we'll get out of here. we got a thankful minute. You, are yeah, you ready? Coming up. Coming up. I'm, I'm ready. It. All right, I'm here ready. we go. Uh, James Gruenberg, dog, were you told beforehand that Rhonda was coming out? You did not. Um, you were surprised, though, that day I, I was, when you heard it. Yes, I was told that day. I did know before it happened, but I did not know much before it happened. Um, WWE Master 2018 said, aside of the hurricane and Rey Mysterio or Adam Cole, were there any suggestions or ideas for a planned surprise entrance? In the 2018 men, we talked about were there any women that didn't make it? Do you remember any men? Did Bubba is Bubba Dudley in here? And the only reason I think is I think I pitched him for this and we couldn't get him. So I think that was the only one that we didn't get. That I just thought Bubba coming out in Philly would get a great reaction, and that would have been I, huge. Yeah. And I don't know that we got that. You know what I mean? I think he came back after that, like after Mania or something. We'll have the dirtbag check into that. We'll get to our last fan question. MMX Punk says, is there a favorite rumble moment for dog that comes to mind as we get out of here? Yeah, it was when I was in the rumble and I held onto the bottom rope because I didn't want to wrestle because I was pissed because I had to wrestle twice. That was my favorite rumble moment. <laughs> and Big Show sat on me one time to try to get me to let go of the ropes like he sat all of his weight on me. And I was just like, I'm not letting go. Well, uh, we dog had fun. Dog, that was a fun show. Fun it was questions. fun. I think it's good questions. I always appreciate the questions from yeah. our fans. Interact with us on social media there at Brian R.D. James, at the Cassio Kid, at 
you didn't know pod there on Twitter and the Instagram and all that. Like, subscribe, and turn on notifications at youtube.com slash D-O-G-G. Dog, want to try a new feature for this episode? Yeah. It's our thankful minute. That's where we get 60 seconds. Let's get 60 seconds on the clock, please. Anything we are thankful for. Oh, oh God! It's a bomb. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's thankful. So, what am I thankful for? So, oh, we started hey, over. W- when you when you are fifty, you're supposed to poop in a box and send the box off, and then they tell you, "Hey, you ain't you ain't gonna die or whatever." So, I, when I was fifty, I did that. They told me I wasn't gonna die. When I was fifty three, I'm supposed to do it again. Poop in a box, send it off. This time, I popped positive. There was something oh. in there that wasn't supposed to be in there how much time i got so so uh they sent it off they sent me yesterday two excuse me two days ago i had to get an endos endoscopy or something that down my throat and then the other one the colonoscopy um mm-hmm. because of the because of the colaguard test was positive and so i'm not a colaguard official but i am promoting uh they say now when you're 45 you should check that for your colon health and look gut health has been discovered to be so important in in our in our everyday health i had all that done i got the results back um yesterday and there was no cancer uh i am cancer free um there was a there was a scary moment there for about about two months but i'm thankful for that how about that wow i did that in a minute too um but but look that's what the whole point of doing that was looking thank you i I do feel like there was a scare that i had and i was scared um everything's turned out fine um my people at work, my friends, my family, everybody was was uh, supportive and, and everything. You guys have been great to me, but yeah, I just I, the the thankful minute. I just thought, you know, everybody could could use stopping what they're doing for a second and think about the things they've been thankful for. And I, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's that's how I maintain a positive perspective and an attitude of gratitude. And so, if you want to do that, you can. And if you don't, I got two words for you: suck it. <laughs>